Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. St Albans Crown Court heard that John Peck, now 80, started a relationship with the victim in Welling Garden City when she was aged 14 and he was 34. The victim, now 60, only came forward in 2013 after seeing news reports about the Jimmy Savile scandal. A jury found Peck guilty of five charges of indecent assault. He will be sentenced next month. A Bedfordshire family say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old because she's too young to go in a taxi on her own to the nearest school which has spaces. The Andrews family say Central Bedfordshire Council should provide enough places at local schools. More from Jessica Cooper. When Owen and Annette Andrew recently moved to Stockfold, they found there were no spaces at any of the three lower schools for their five-year-old. Instead, they were offered a place at Langford Village Academy, 10 minutes away, and the council offered to pay for a taxi to help with transport issues. Central Bedfordshire Council says 225 new lower school places have been created in Stockfold in the last year and it secured land to build a new school ahead of more homes being built. 21 Labour MPs defied the party leadership during the vote on George Osborne's fiscal fiscal charter in the Commons last night. They abstained, ignoring a three-line whip to vote against the charter. Luton's Labour MPs Calvin Hopkins and Gavin Shuker both voted against. An inspection of 150 hospitals in England has concluded that three-quarters of them do not meet the required standard of safety. The Care Quality Commission also found large large variations in the quality of care at GP practices and nursing homes. Bedfordshire Police are urging people not to leave equipment in work vans after a spate of thefts in Houghton Regis and Barton Le Clay on Tuesday night. Thieves stole tools from a total of 13 vans. Luton-based EasyJet is launching a recruitment campaign for more women pilots. They're hoping to double the number of female trainees. More from Lee Agnew. At the current time, just over 5% of EasyJet's 2,500 pilots are women, which is in line with the industry as a whole. The airline says it wants to double the number of women trainees to 12% over the next two years. It's introducing mentoring for female pilots and aims to speak to young women who may not have before considered flying as a career. In sport, England will resume on 56 without loss this morning on day three of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. And Boreham Wood have named Luke Garrard as manager, making the 30-year-old the youngest boss in England's top five divisions. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and showers with a chilly breeze, a maximum temperature 13 degrees. Celsius and you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Just don't 
the only place that goes from that to this. Easy listening for your afternoon. Once I believed that when love you want for your afternoon. for your afternoon. Morning, guys. Yeah, that's right. Uh, wow, they're fun. 03459 455 555. I just bought what I like to call... Oh. Hang on. What's going on here? Oh, no, thank you. I just bought Thinking Time. I'm trying to find... Can I just check... I heard two amazing bits of music uh, on my way in today. I think this is one of them. Hang on one second. Not this one. I think this is one. Hang on. Yes, it is. This popped up on my iPod shuffle. Do you know who this is? Here we go. Yeah. Is Get ready for it to rock. Is Here it we go. Place? No, this is the Crossfires. Do you know who the Crossfires became? Ladies and gentlemen, would you please welcome to the stage the Turtles. Oh. Oh. This is what they used to do. And I think what, it's, it's Howie like some, on the saxophone. It's like summer camp Yeah, and stuff. I know. And then another amazing song came up by Paul Revere and the Raiders, who are one of my favourite bands, even though there, there were nobody over here. 
Oh, and it's... I've, got, I've not had deodorant for the last four days, by the way, guys. Um, it's Can you pretty, stop wafting your arms about, please? It's pretty funky over here. It's pretty funky. I've not been in using a, good way. a lot of aftershave. Turns out, here's the thing, eau de cologne, excuse me, eau de toilette is stronger than aftershave. It's like about three times stronger than aftershave. And that's a fact, apparently. I, th- I saw it in Wikipedia. What's that got to do with your armpits? Well, because I've been using aftershave when I should have been using eau de toilette to mask the smell of man musk. Um, there's a brilliant Paul Revere song, and, it, and I cannot. I thought I had it on my uh, computer, and I don't. I've got it, I've, and it's in my iPod, and my iPod's in my car, and none of my team like me enough to go and get it. Good story. Uh, thanks very much indeed. Um, classic bands. Now, a retired Hertfordshire policeman has been found guilty at St Albans Crown Court of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. The victim only came forward in 2013 after seeing news reports about the Jimmy Savile sex scandal. Catherine, what has the court heard? Well, this case goes back to, uh, to when the victim was 14 and John Peck, the defendant, was in his 30s. He's now 80 and the court heard that John Peck got to know his victim through a church in Welling Garden City, which is where he also served as a police officer. Not the church, but in Welling Garden City. In a video interview with the police, which was played to the jury, the 60-year-old victim said he kissed the girl on the lips when she was 14. When she was 15, she alleged that he took her on car trips where sexual activity took place. Similar acts are alleged to have taken place in her bedroom at her home in Welling Garden City. Now, these allegations are what led to John Peck's arrest, and although he denied five charges of indecent assault, dating back to 1969 and 1970, he was found guilty. Um, And what did the prosecution say? Michael Williams and he said that Peck gained his victim's trust and affection through church and at one stage the girl believed that he would leave his wife for her and they'd get married. Mr Williams said that um, he bought her jewellery and spoke of leaving his wife. It was all part of the grooming exercise. He was in a position of responsibility as a serving police officer and a member of that church. She was a schoolgirl aged under 16 and it was entirely unlawful what he was doing. There was a 20-year age difference between them. Uh, She came forward to the police in 2013. There was an awful lot of publicity about sexual abuse concerning Jimmy Savile. Now, the court was also told that he'd uh, admitted certain activities with the girl that we're not going to go into uh, this morning. Um, no. But just, you know... He did. He did. Um, he did things you shouldn't be doing with a fourteen-year-old. Yeah, it was completely inappropriate. Yes. The jury found him guilty of five charges of indecent assault, and sentence on him was adjourned until next month, when reports have been compiled. He was granted bail, but warned to expect a prison sentence. Um, and someone's suggesting that. Well, we we get this from time to time that oh, it happened forty-five years ago. Oh, it happened thirty years ago. It happened twenty years ago. That, that money grabbers. We shouldn't be. Um, uh, be following this. Who's, who's banging on about that? Who's, to- who's talking that nonsense well, this time? you're going to be speaking to him in an hour's time. Oh. Professor of Media and Criminal Justice at the University of Bedfordshire, John Silverman, says the power of victims has grown, not just in relation to Jimmy Savile, but there has been, in his words, an hysterical overreaction. He says there's no longer a happy balance, when, and at some point there'll be a reaction the other way. And in fact, this, the fact that this man was a policeman will probably have affected whether this pr- crime was investigated. Um, in the 80s and 90s, cases like this, according to Silverman, weren't given much priority, mm. and if the case had come up five to ten years ago, it probably wouldn't have been investigated. It would have been left to lie on file. Gosh, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Might be a heavy show today. I'm feeling a heavy vibe. I'm also feeling a light vibe. You, I, I played. I've been wanting to play this for ages because I loved this song. We started the show with a little bit of yeah yeah. Kelly's going to clip that for me and send it to me. We started the um, the, the show with that. A little bit of Robin. I like that song. Mm. I like that song. Mm. And as we were... Um, you're not a fan. And that's fine. No, I didn't say that. I like, I like the 90s I didn't pop. say that. I was thinking, what, what was the song she was actually famous for? That one. No. Show me love. She's famous for that one. And Kelly's going to tell us why. Kelly, tell... Well, you um, you had a musical memory about that song. And this is going to be today's Down the Rabbit Hole phone. And what was your... That song played and her eyes kind of lit up. She went, oh, Robin. 
I went, yeah, yeah, I like a bit Robin. And then she um, told me her musical memory about Robin's song, Show Me Love. <laughs> Did someone show you love to it? I don't remember if it was that song, but it was one of Robin's um, hits. I wrote the lyrics out and gave it to a boy as a love letter. Gosh. When I was young. Wow. Um, we're gonna. We're just Googling the lyrics. And uh, to, uh, made it like enough. it was my own. You pretended it was your own poetry. <laughs> Robin. <Wow>. Robin. <clears throat> <laughs> was there no Britney available? Mm, not at the time. Wowzers. Okay. <clears throat> it was between that or handsome. Ladies and gentlemen. So this is what the young, the young. What was, it, what was his name? Go on. You've okay. got some Coldplay yeah, to go this. Is, uh, no, no, no. I've, no, I've, no, um, no. I might have actually. I tell you what, let's do the travel and let, let, then we'll come back with production values. <laughs> travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Beaconsfield on the A40, there's temporary traffic lights at Windsor Road and also on the A404 Muller Hill and High Wycombe, there's roadworks at the junction for Dawes Hill Lane. So when it starts to get busy later, there could be some queues there. Also in St Albans on the North Orbital Road, there are roadworks going on. There's a lane closed in each direction between the Park Street roundabouts and the London Coney roundabout. And also looking at the train departure boards, there's no reports of any problems showing up so far this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Six sixteen. It's Thursday, the fifteenth of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl forty-five years ago. A family who moved to Stopfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And twenty-one Labour MPs defied the party leadership last night during the vote on George Osborne's fiscal charter, although Luton. Luton's Labour MPs Kelvin Hopkins and Gavin Shuka both voted against. Do you like to keep your eye on the weather? Do you like to record the changing seasons where you live? Does the science of weather fascinate you? We have high pressure in charge of the weather. That means lots of sunny spells around. There's something new coming to BBC Three Counties Radio and we need your help with it. You'll need to have a computer, smartphone or a tablet and access to the internet. If you're interested in taking part, send your contact details to 3cr at bbc.co.uk. That's old news. Hang on a minute, where does he come from? I, was, I wasn't expecting um, that to happen. Hang on one second, my computer's gone all to cock, which is always the best way. I think you can... Uh, right, <clears throat> ladies and gentlemen. So imagine you're a, you're a, you're a young lad... How old was he, Kelly? Uh, he was older, which is even worse. Wow, is this? I mean, are we allowed to discuss? Yeah, only like two years okay. older. Well, I was about 12. Okay, say. 12 and he was 14. Mm. You get a letter from a, <laughs> like a tiny, <laughs> tiny, tiny little woman thing. This tiny thing is coming towards it's you. It's even smaller then. And you think, well, is she far away? No, she <laughs> stood in front of me. You open the letter. And then this is what you read. Ah, yeah, yeah. You've got to show me love. Heartbreaks and promises. I've had more than my share. You're reading the 
wrong one. It's the wrong one. That's Robin S. Oh, who's Robin S? Oh, hang on a minute. Oh. Break some promises. Oh, ro Robin. I didn't think in that. No, that would that, not be romantic. That would okay. obvi oh, hang on a obviously not be my work. Okay, hang on a second. We, 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 uh... he, he opened the wrong letter. That's all, that's all that happened here. <laughs> that was okay. for me. That wasn't meant for him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the one. Always been told that I've got too much pride. <laughs> the age of 12. <laughs> too independent to have you by my side. Then my heart said... All of you will see. Just won't live for someone until he lives for me. Never thought I would find love so sweet. Never thought I would meet someone like you. Well now, I've found you. And I tell you no lie. This love I've got for you could take me round the world. Now, show me love. <laughs> Show me love, show me life. Baby, which he literally was at the time. <laughs> show me what it's all about. You're the one that I ever needed. Show me love and what it's all about. I can't even remember his name now. You're the one that I ever needed. <laughs> but then it ended. Show me love and what it's all about. All right? <laughs> oh. There are several um, several truckers at, uh, right now who are pulling over. <laughs> Make your own jokes. Don't waste this love I want to give to you. Tell me what you got. Show me what you can do. <laughs> Show me love. Show me everything. Oh. Then here's the here's damning with faint praise. I know you've got potential. <laughs> <laughs> so baby. Let me in and show me love. If I lay here, <laughs> if I just lay here, etc., etc., etc. And on and on it goes. Thanks. You, you are so, so welcome, Kelly Bex. Mm. I think I found. Um, um, I think I found the music that I wanted to find. Is this the song? No, that's not the song. I'm trying to find. There's a point. Was that a foghorn? A what horn? A foghorn. <laughs> she did, didn't she? She did, didn't she? No, it's um, it's not that. It's a song about. It's Paul Revere and the Raiders, and it's a song, and it starts off so beautifully. It starts off with a spoken word bit, then it goes into an instrumental, and it's flipping brilliant. And it was on my iPod, and I haven't got it on my computer, and it's um, it's blowing my mind, which is um, disappointing. I tell you what, let's um, let's have this instead. Imagine me and you, I do I think about you day and night It's only right to think about the girl you love And hope you die so happy together If I should call you up in this time And you say you belong to me So can we together? I 
So if you've ever um, um, uh, sent the lyrics of a song to someone as a love poem, I did it when Kerry dumped me. I sent her the... Um, I remember writing it. She had to write it down, obviously, by hand then, because Mum um, wasn't working at the place of the photocopier. Uh, and I wrote down, Legem, the lyrics uh, when Kerry dumped me to um, Love is Only Sleeping by the Monkeys. I got sent something. Oh, yeah, we've all been sent something. I got sent... I got sent... Go on, go on. This, it, it's embarrassing, but we can do it. We can do it. Do you remember Extreme? Saying I love you, not the words I want to hear from you. Yeah. Boom. That's what I got along with it. It's a good Yin song. Yin Yang necklace. <laughs> was, it, was it a mood Yin Yang necklace? Did it no. change with your mood? No, no. Um, if you've ever used the lyrics of a song to try and gain favours, <laughs> 03459 David is in Hitchin. We're going to come to him um, after the news because I want to move on to this story, if that's all right with it. Kelly, I'm assuming that we have the... Yeah, there we go. The guest is all lined up because Kelly knows what she's doing despite everything. Uh, now, a family from Bedfordshire say they'd rather homeschool their five-year-old daughter than send her on her own in a taxi. When Owen and Annette Andrew moved to Stockfold, there was no space at the town's three lower schools. Central Bedfordshire Council offered to pay for a cab uh, to a school ten minutes away, but the Andrews feel their daughter is too young to travel uh, in a taxi on, their own, on her own. Well, um, uh, Anne-Marie O'Leary is editor-in-chief at NetMums. Morning, uh, Anne-Marie. Good morning, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thank you very much. I would agree. I wouldn't put my five-year-old uh, in, in, in a taxi on his own every day. Oh, yeah, it's a hard one, isn't it? Um, I think schools and education are one of the key topics that for mums. And, yeah, sending your child a long way. A five-year-old, that's that's their first year at school, isn't it? Five, years, too, yeah, five years is too young to put a, a, a kiddie in a cab on their own, obviously. I, yeah, I would I would say on their own. I think that's that's a that's yeah. too big a step. And I think a lot of the mums. I was asking a lot of the mums on our site last night, and they were they were incredulous that anyone would want to send a five year old. Um, I, 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 is this happening more and more? Because we know that there are problems with school uh, school places and, and kids being forced to forced uh, gunpoint and kids being you know encouraged to get taxis to school. Um, it is. It depends where you live, and lots. Of, obviously, every local authority has uh, different rules and regulations and different ways that they they work out their system. Um, but we are seeing a little bit more of it. Actually, there's somebody on my team in uh, Netmums who um, has has two children who go to the local school, one who didn't get in, and has to send the little one on their own by taxi. So it is something that we're seeing more of. Um, I guess if there's not a school bus system in place, and that is what the local authority has to resort to. Um, I, um, part of me thinks this this family moved there that um, they should have checked when you move when you got kids and you buy a house kind of it, the the the, um, the size of the living room and what kind of bathroom it's got <laughs> sort of pales into insignificant. One of the first things you look at is what are the schools like and have they got any spaces and will I get in? True, except that. It's a a very movable feast. As you know know what it's like when you're buying a house, it takes a long time, it takes months. They may well have phoned the local authority in advance and said, will there be spaces? The local authority said yes. But then as the sale went through and they moved in, everything changed again. There are waiting lists that move all the time, so you never really know. And you have to have exchanged and proved that you are living finally living in that address before you can officially get your child a place. So it is very, very difficult. That indeed would be something that I would look into if I was going to be changing the rules. Um, What can be done to ease pressure on school places, do you think? Oh, (laughs) Um, 
I do think that possibly we should be maybe looking at bending the rules in special circumstances like oh, this. Oh, go on. How would you bend one them? One more child, one oh. more five-year-old in a class. Really <laughs> but the thing is, oh, I love, I love your style. But but if you if you do one more child, you know, if you say, okay, we've we've got space for thirty kids in a classroom. Plus one more, we won't say nothing. But then you're going to get another fa- you're, you're going to get a second family who go, well, hang on, that's not fair because our child can't get in. I don't think he really would, though. If he really looked, <laughs> if he really looked at the numbers, I don't think there would be another two or five or ten children waiting to get into that one class. Okay, Amory, nice to talk to you. Thanks very much. It's a ridiculous time of the day, and I appreciate you coming on, Amory O'Leary. How does she sound so perky at this time of the day? I just sound snarky and uh, and um, obnoxious. She's a mum. So, uh, let's try that again. She's a mum, and therefore go. a trooper. Uh, th- thank you very much, Amory O'Leary, editor in chief at Net Mums. So I had the day off yesterday, um, and don't worry, the, the results have come back negative. Uh, I was at my youngest son's harvest festival. That's that's, that's where I was. And boy, oh boy, um, I, I I sucked on life's pipe and I got a lung full of joy. Well worth bunking off for. And I didn't have to get up until six forty-five. Flipping it, didn't that make a difference? The problem was at the at the breakfast table. I was um, uh, being rude about things in the newspaper and talking to my wife about the uh, new funding method for the um, Bedfordshire Police. But apart from that, it was um, normal. It was normal, guys. It was normal. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. In Neeston, it's starting to build up on the North Circular Road westbound from the Staples Corner flyover at the M1 towards the Neeston interchange through the roadworks. In High Wycombe, it's quite so far, but the A404 Marlow Hill has roadworks just before the Leisure Centre at Marlow Road, so that could cause some delays later. And in Waddesdon on the A41, there's temporary traffic lights on the High Street at the junction for Baker Street, so that could also cause some delays. On the M1, there's no reported problems so far, and it's moving fine through the roadworks in both directions between Junction 12 for Flitwick and 11 for Dunstable, and there's no reported train problems either. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 6.30. I'm Simon Oxley. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. St Albans Crown caught her that John Peck, now 80, started a relationship with the victim in Welling Garden City when she was 14 and he was 34. A family who moved to Stotfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And 21 Labour MPs defied the party leadership last night during the vote on George Osborne's fiscal charter, although Luton's Labour MPs, Calvin Hopkins and Gavin Shuker, did both vote against. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England will resume on 56 without loss this morning on day three of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. Play resumes at seven o'clock our time. Former captain Michael Vaughan says England's batting yesterday was encouraging. Many teams, when a big score has been posted by the opposition, you get a, a period of play, an hour, an hour and a half, two hours a session, and you can fall. And you felt that this opening partnership just had to calm the situation down, and they've done that. You know, It just proves the pitch is a real flat one. 
In football, Boreham Wood have named Luke Garrard as manager, making him the youngest boss in England's top five divisions. The 30-year-old was assistant to Ian Allenson, who resigned on Monday. He took caretaker charge for Tuesday night's National League defeat to Aldershot. BBC Sport has found that the cost of watching football in Britain has dropped or remained the same for most fans. The annual survey also found that Watford served the second cheapest cup of tea in the Premier League at £1.70. More from David Ornstein. Now in its fifth year, the price of football study analysed the price of more than 700 tickets and found that 70% of them had been frozen or reduced this season. It's perhaps a sign that with more money coming into the sport than ever before, clubs are listening to fans' concerns. But the average price of the cheapest Premier League ticket is now more than £30 for the first time. The investigation, which includes the cost of pies, programmes and tea, also found replica Premier League shirt prices rose 4.8% this year. The Scottish Rugby Union are yet to decide whether or not to appeal against the three-week suspensions handed to Johnny Gray and Ross Ford, which have ruled them out of the Rugby World Cup, and Wales will name the team later to play South Africa in Saturday's quarter-final at Twickenham. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at seven. Ladies and gentlemen, before Cat Stevens went all funny, he wrote rude songs about a non-existent wife.
music to make lunch too. Beg your pudding? That's such a nice voiceover. <laughs> Morning, guys. Ian Lee, BBC Three Counties Radio, is the um, name of the place where we is broadcasting from right now. I was making a sandwich yesterday and I was thinking, this is all wrong. This is all wrong. What I really need is some proper music to make this lunch to. Yeah. And now I know why my uh, cutting was skewing. OK, well, um, I, I think what we, uh, we, uh, we're asking, have you ever used the lyrics of a song to try and get your way? Yeah, yeah. She has, and so has she. I've just got it as well, what he was trying to say to me. What was he trying to say? Well, more than words. It was that Italian more lad. Than... You know what he was after. He, now, Nino um, Peroni... Don't just say it, do it. It was, it was a great song because it was really easy to play on the guitar. It's like GCD or something, and you can you really whack the guitar to get that... Um, what, what, the, um, it was a very odd song, wasn't it? It was a massive hit, and you don't uh, hear it anymore. Was it, was it um, extreme, was yeah. it? Yeah. More than words. They were rock. I bought the album off the... Porno Graffiti. Yeah, my mum went, that's not very nice, is it? Because uh, it, it was all rock. They tricked you with the ballad. It was. They were Dad, like a, they were, a... They were a hard rock band. He now, Nino Peroni... No. Nino, Nino Bettencourt. It was gorgeous, wasn't he? He now plays guitar for someone... Who does Nino... Hang on a minute. David and Hitchin. David? Yeah? Who does Nino Peroni from Extreme play guitar for now? Oh, I couldn't tell you things like that. Old what? memories of what I remember. You have memories of what you remember, do you, David? Sorry? Do you, do you, sorry, do you have memories of what you remember? Old memories are the ones that I retain. Modern memories don't stay with me. Hang on. Old memories are the ones you return. Modern memories don't stay with you. That's, that's the lyric to... Um, that's David Bowie, isn't it? Oh. Because you hit it... I remember working out to play. I saw a lad with long hair playing at a, a party. And I love you, and not the words I want to hear from you. It's not that I want. His eyes are closed, by the way. I can do this bit. Hang on. Suddenly, I'm 15, not getting any action whatsoever, but I'm going for a party on the guitar. <laughs> Just want to say, neither did Massimo Finicola. He got <laughs> nout. That was good. Fair play, right? And be honest, the singing was good, 
the falsetto was sublime. David, what did you think to the singing there, mate? Yeah, I quite enjoyed it. Thank you. I, I bet I bet you did. Could I explain something to you? Yeah, please do. Is it how to sing? <laughs> uh, no, I Damn. don't think We're having so. a bit of banter. We're having um, a bit of a laugh, yeah, David. Very, very, very simply, part of the reason I am as I am now is because I had a stroke about seven years ago. Oh, blimey. Hang on a minute. Oh, we just um, turned that off suddenly. Son, hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. It's just got very, very serious. Let's, um, hang on a minute. I, I can find some... No, 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 no. I can find some more appropriate... Anything other than you understand. Nothing more than that. No, I know, and I'm going to I'm going to find uh, some appropriate. Hang on, hang on a minute, David. Hang on a minute. I'm going to find some appropriate yeah. music because suddenly this is this is you know, we've gone from flippant to uh, to very serious. So, no, it hasn't. Away you go. Tell us your story. No, it's very simple. As I say, about seven years ago, I had a stroke. It took large part of my ability to talk, and I've only been able to talk um, and function to the degree I can now. About three years ago. But I'm not asking for any kind of sympathy because I can, I can look in a mirror and say, this is who I am, and be happy with that. Yeah? David? Yeah? You're through to the next round. Well, there you go. You're an inspiration to, to many, many people in that case, David. We just thought you were a, a, a nutter, but <laughs> we did. Uh, could, could I get to the subject matter? Oh, I thought that was the subject <laughs> No, no, that was just an explanation. Oh, an explanation for the nation of the situation. Yeah, part, part of the reason why I now realise why I like Kelly is because he's done likewise. When I was about 55, I was at uh, Stevenage College. And I wrote out the lyrics from the birds song, I Wasn't Born to Follow. Oh, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You, and now, I don't know who you've ever traced those words, but they are very sexual. They are actually based on uh, likening a woman's presence to the beauty of the countryside. I've got the words here if you wish me to read them out. Uh, do, do you know what, David? What's the song called? I wasn't born to follow. Okay. Do you know what? Um, there is nothing that would please me more than hearing you recite the lyrics to the birds. I wasn't born to follow. I mean, honestly, that would make my my day. So, David, in your own time, it's over to you. Okay. Now, the first two lines start with uh, alluding to drugs, obviously. Oh, I'd rather go and journey where the diamond mist is blowing, and run across the valley beneath the sacred mountain and wander through the forest, where the trees are nature's prisms and break the light in colours that no one knows the names of. And when it's time, I'll go and wait beside a legendary fountain till I see your form reflected in its clear and jeweled waters. And if you think I'm ready, you may lead me to the chasm where the rivers of our vision flow into one another. I would want to die beneath the white cascading waters she may beg, she may plead, she may argue with her logic. And mention all things I'll lose that really have no value. In the end, she will surely know I wasn't born to follow. Music to make lunch too. And 
up on the M1 southbound just after Junction 12 for Flitick at the start of the roadworks and on the M25 they're accused anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for the A41 in Watford and on the North Orbital Road in Brickettwood on the M25 Junction 21 in roundabouts it's looking very busy there on the speed sensors. In Waterston on the A41 there's temporary traffic lights on the high street at the junction for Baker Street so expect queues there later on and there's no reported problems so far on the train departure boards this morning. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. Um, Dealey, I don't know if there's any, there's anything. I can see Dealey's little forehead bob- bobbing up and down. He's working on the computer. If there's anything in this, if you've ever used um, uh, pop songs, rock lyrics, anything like that, if you've ever used it to get favours, or if you've ever palmed them off as your own, 03459 455 555. 646. I mean, I really, I can't top that. I, I should just walk out now. I'm never going to beat that. Ah. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. A family who moved to Stopfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And 21 Labour MPs defied the party leadership last night during the vote on George Osborne's fiscal charter, although Luton's Labour MPs Kelvin Hopkins and Gavin Chuka both voted against. Let's get the Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, the weather's going to be remarkably similar to how it was yesterday, but for many of us, it won't be quite as bright or as chilly a start as we saw yesterday. So, you know, lots of blue skies around uh, yesterday. I think quite really quite cloudy this morning, but temperatures aren't quite as low as uh, as we had them yesterday morning. So that's 
one bit of good news there. Um, but cloud amounts will generally increase through the course of the morning. We're going to start to get some showers as well. Most of the showers are going to be quite light. We could see the odd sharper one, particularly across parts of Hertfordshire, I suspect. And it will feel quite chilly all the time with um, with all of that cloud around. More cloud than we saw yesterday. And particularly so in exposure to that northeasterly wind, it's going to feel quite cool. And temperatures today, probably no higher than around 12 or 13 Celsius. That's 55 in Fahrenheit. So quite a cool feel to the day again. And then overnight tonight, we'll see temperatures drop to around 7 or 8 degrees. There will be some showers at first, but they'll gradually fade away through the course of the night. And then into tomorrow, probably a drier day actually across the three counties, but there's still going to be a lot of cloud. We'll still see that breeze and it will probably pick up tomorrow as well. So feeling just that little bit windier and probably a little bit cooler as well. Again, highs are probably around 12, maybe 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit. And nothing much changes over the course of the weekend, but there will be the odd shower popping up here and there at times. We'll only start to see some changes into the beginning of next week. That's the forecast. Cheers, my dears. Three Counties Sport. Every Saturday, Three Counties Sport brings you the best coverage of your local team. This week, we'll bring you commentary on MK Dons versus Blackburn. Daniel Powell has scored an absolute worldie. Luton at Crawley. Here's McGeehan, right-footed, powers it in. Keeper, I think, got a hand to it. Stevenage hosting Wickham. And Stevenage, from 2-0 down, have got themselves back into this game. What a goal! What a goal by Wickham Wanderers. It's Michael Harriman. And then Watford at home to Arsenal. And Nicolo is prepared on the floor and Audio Nicolo equalises for Watford Three Counties Sport Saturday from 2 here on BBC Three Counties Radio Now 
This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. 03459-455-555. So I found the song I was looking for, okay? This popped up in my car. This is a beautiful, um, some might say, um, uh, lazy um, song about a girl. Would you like to hear it? Yeah. Okay, here we go. This, um, here we go. this is Paul Rivera and the Raiders. Sometimes it's hard to say the right words, even when they're written in your heart. Most songs have words. Yeah. But this one, which is written for someone I don't even know yet. Wow. I can't find the right way to say the things I want to say. Okay. So there are no words, just a melody for a girl. Right. So, so it's an instrumental. Oh, that was his excuse, was it? Yeah. I, I, where, where are the words? Paul? Ah. Yeah. Now. Right. Um. It's a, it's a melody for a girl I haven't met yet. Ha! Ha! Have that. Very sexy melody. Imagine meeting that girl, though, and going, I've been waiting for you. I've, I've written this for you. What's this? This is creepy. You're dumped. We never found out how David's story was concluded, whether he got the girl of his dreams. Part of me doesn't want to know. Part of me thinks I know. I'm completely honest. Part of me thinks I know. Who does Nino Peroni from um, uh, Extreme Play for? He plays guitar for someone, someone that I like, I think, which is um, The five star? No, no, no. Genuinely, he's... um, if Nino's listening, 03459 444. Oh, hang on a second. He's uh, ringing now. David and Hitchin is uh, calling back. Let's just just whack him straight through, Kels. This is very exciting. We're going to find out. Yes, David? Uh, the answer to that question is very much a yes. You, you, got, you got what you were after? Um, we both had a fabulous time. Thank you very much indeed. Wowzers. She went home, he went for a burger. <laughs> well, that's great news, that's great news. Absolutely. It's hard to say the right words, huh? even when you're in your heart. I've never listened this far. Most songs have words, but this one... This one doesn't. ...which is written for someone I don't even know yet. He's in the words. We're in a loop. I can't find the right way to say the things I want to say. Not knowing her name in that. Lazy Honestly, chancer. I love Paul Revere and the Raiders so, so much. Speaking of Paul Revere and the Raiders, here's Paul. Hi, Ian. You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, Paul. How are you, fella? Yeah, good, thank you. What um, you got for us, boss? In, rela- in relation to that, uh, using song lyrics, when I, we're about the same age, Ian. When I was about 15... Yeah, we're old. We're old, Paul. We're past our... Pro- Do you remember being 24? Yeah, vaguely. Oh. 20s, yeah, 20s were a bit of a blur. But 20, to the 20s and a bit of my 30s were a bit of a blur. Anyway, yeah, go on. So you're 15 <laughs> years old. Go on. Do you remember the days you've done coursework that it went towards your final exam and your <laughs> exams? <laughs> I do. I believe they're called GCSEs, yes. But basically, they were um, uh, a DOS for two years, yeah. Yeah, it was a certificate to prove you went to school, really. Yeah. Um, I, I On one Friday afternoon, English, we've got a homework to do um we had to do a, a poem on weather bit oh. rain bit bit anyway yeah. please tell me you wrote the lyrics to it's raining men by the weather girls <laughs> and handed that in yeah. very similar but i thought the teacher would know that one so i picked um, my dad was the yellows fan <laughs> so i picked a song called the rain is falling yes uh, i've done i got an a4 sheet and done it on landscape and i've done a pencil skyline of a city if you like <laughs> and then i wrote the lyrics to the rain is falling and i handed it in and then when I checked my homework about a few days later, I got an A. Oh. And the teacher, the 
teacher put, did you really write this, Paul? And I, I sent it back saying yes, and then put a plus by it. Wow. So he upped your grade because you lied. <laughs> yeah. For, That's yeah. amazing. Like have, you ever, have you ever met Jeff Lynn to thank him for your A+. Plus? I haven't, in case he sues me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I bet he would. I bet he would. I was just praying my teacher wasn't an EO fan. It's an album track. It's <laughs> an album track, Paul. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, there we go. We're, now, we're, now we're settling into the groove. If you've ever used somebody else's lyrics to uh, to get you anywhere in life, whether it be the bedroom or it be the, the top of the class, 03459 455 555. Well, that fitted nicely, didn't it? What you got for us in the papes? French couple has been banned. From naming their son Prince William. Oh! Why is that then? The parents said they thought the connection with the British royal family would be useful, but a court ruled that using useful. Prince William as an extended first name could no. lead to a lifetime of mockery. Yeah. Gosh, the French courts step in. The couple from Perpignan in southern France who can't be identified for legal reasons, they're called Marie Antoinette and Prince Charles. Yeah, we go. Then asked if they could use the name Mini Cooper after the classic British oh, car. Yeah. These guys are obviously nuts. <laughs> that too was overruled. The court cited an article of France's civil code which allows judges to protect a child from a potential lifetime of mockery by overruling the parents, a French legal source explained. In the last year, a court in Valenciennes, northern France, has banned one couple from naming their daughter Nutella after the chocolate spread, yeah. of course, and another from calling their baby girl Strawberry because both youngsters would face being mocked. Well, but they've still got names like Pierre and Michel well, when it means Michael and stuff. So they're going to get they're getting mocked now. Until the... recently, you had to cho- choose your French baby's name from a list. Until 1993, babies in France had to be what? given a name from a list deemed acceptable by government. Yeah, it's true. The list was scrapped, but a court can still ban names if they decide it's too flipping stupid. Ladies and gentlemen, the French. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M1 southbound just after Junction 12 for Flitwick at the start of the roadworks. And looking at speed sensors on the A5 through Hotcliffe, it's starting to look a little busy now northbound. And on the A1M southbound, it's very busy at Junction 2 for Wellham Green. In Neeston on the North Circular Road, there are queues heading towards the Neeston Interchange and they're back from the M1 at the Staples Corner flyover because of roadworks where it's down to two lanes each way. And in Beaconsfield on the A40, there's temporary traffic lights at Windsor End, so that could cause some delays when it starts to get busier, but it's looking fine so far this morning. Samantha Bruff. BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much. So, okay, this is it. We're settling into a nice little groove. I don't know how I'm ever going to top David's uh, phone call, but we'll have a go. When have you used somebody else's lyrics to your own advantage? Maybe it was to woo that girl. Maybe you ended up having a nice time like David did. Uh, Or maybe it was to get to the top of the class. Maybe, maybe it was to get a job. 03459 555555. Here comes the news. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio.
It's seven o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, former Hertfordshire policeman guilty of historic sex abuse, family criticised lack of Bedfordshire school places and Luton Airline recruiting more female pilots. BBC Three Counties Radio. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. St Albans Crown Court heard that John Peck, now 80, started a relationship with the victim in Welling Garden City when she was aged 40 and he was 34. The victim, now 60, only came forward in 2013 after seeing news reports about the Jimmy Savile scandal. A Bedfordshire family say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old because she's too young to go in a taxi on her own to the nearest school which has spaces. The Andrew family say Central Bedfordshire Council should provide enough places at local schools. More from Jessica Cooper. When Owen and Annette Andrew recently moved to Stockfold, they found there were no spaces at any of the three lower schools for their five-year-old. Instead, they were offered a place at Langford Village Academy, ten minutes away, and the council offered to pay for a taxi to help with transport issues. Central Bedfordshire Council says 225 new lower school places have been created in Stockfold in the last year, and it secured land to build a new school ahead of more homes being built. 21 Labour MPs defied the party leadership during a vote on George Osborne's fiscal charter in the Commons. They abstained, ignoring a three-line whip to vote against the charter. Luton's Labour MPs, Kelvin Hopkins and Gavin Shuker, did, though, both vote against. An inspection of 150 hospitals in England has concluded that three-quarters of them do not meet the required standard of safety. The Care Quality Commission also found large variations in the quality of care at GP practices and nursing homes. Bedfordshire Police are urging people not to leave equipment in work vans after a spate of thefts in Houghton Regis and Barton Le Clay on Tuesday night. Thieves stole tools from a total of 13 vans. Luton-based EasyJet is launching a recruitment campaign for more women pilots. They're hoping to double the number of female trainees. More from Lee Agnew. At the current time, just over 5% of EasyJet's 2,500 pilots are women, which is in line with the industry as a whole. The airline says it wants to double the number of women trainees to 12% over the next two years. It's introducing mentoring for female pilots and aims to speak to young women who may not have before considered flying as a career. In sport, England are resuming on 56 without loss this morning on day three of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. And Boreham Wood have named Luke Garrard as manager, making the 30-year-old the youngest boss in England's top five divisions. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and showers with a chilly breeze, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Uh, Nino Betancourt uh, works with Rihanna, not one of my artists. Not one of my artists. <clears throat> so, one of you used a song or uh, somebody else's song to get what you want. And by that, I think we all, we all mean a little bit of sugar or perhaps a job. Or um, uh, we heard there's someone stealing the lyrics from um, Jeff Lynne from ELO to get an A+. Basically, when have you ever done a Raj Perso and... Um, 
and plagiarised. Do you remember that? Do you remember that? That was outrageous. Oh, three, four. Sure, surely we can forgive Raj Passau now, can't we? He's he's, he's served his uh, his penance. Well, I like Raj. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five is the telephone number. Across beds, hearts, and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. We've got a couple of texts there that we'll uh, we'll give a call back at some point. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. If you want to give us a call, then you're more than welcome to. Uh, I've not remind um, what what time are the kids not here? What time are the kids that kind of there's a, there's a cracking story in the papers about rude number plates, but I don't want to do it when oh oh blimey, I'm rem- reminded of something what I heard. On the radio the other day, you know when you got, and I'm going to say it right, you know when you got kids, Catherine, in yes. your car, right? Yeah. And if you got to be careful listening to Radio Four at any time of the day, because mm-hmm. they're allowed to drop the C bomb like a, a play at half past two. Are they? Y- yes, they are. And the kids are in the car, and I don't know what the program was, but a woman said the phrase, and we had it very loud. And I'm really put your fingers in your kids' ears. I'm going to say it. It's not, you know, but. Premature ejaculation. Crikey. And I held my breath. I'm thinking, oh, don't ask any questions. And my youngest went, Daddy, Daddy, she said Jack. Because he's got a friend called Jack, you see, and he got, oh. got all ex- Daddy, Daddy, she said Jack. I said, yes, she did. Isn't that fantastic? 03459 455 555 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Can we get a couple of those texts up as well, please? Now, a retired Hertfordshire policeman has been found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. The victim, who's now 60 years old, only came forward in 2013 after seeing news reports about the Jimmy Savile sex scandal. Well, John Silverman is a former BBC Home Affairs correspondent, now Professor of Media and Criminal Justice at the University of Bedfordshire. Morning, John. Yeah, good morning, Ian. Morning. What are your thoughts on this? Uh, well, I mean, I think we've seen over the last four years, as a result of the um, the Jimmy Savile effect, as it were, that a number of cases that probably wouldn't have been investigated by the police, say, five, six, ten years ago, are now being investigated. I mean, it is somewhat surprising that a case of, what, 45 years ago um, has resulted in, um, in a trial, but, you know, the, the police were criticised at one time and in fact are still criticised occasionally for not taking child abuse reports seriously enough and not uh, throwing enough resources at them. So, um, you know, they are now reinvestigating or investigating for the first time uh, cases um, from, you know, way back. That can only be a good thing, can't it? Well, you know, from the police point of view, we know that they're facing great... uh, pressure on resources, cuts in manpower and so on, woman power, um, they've obviously got to make decisions. They've got to triage, you know, cases that are reported to them and decide what's going to be the the likely outcome. Are we likely to find evidence from that far back? I mean, we're talking, you know, about cases where there probably, almost certainly, wouldn't be any DNA evidence. Well, they found evidence. He's, he's, he's been found guilty. So in this case, it, well, yeah. you're not saying that there should be a, a, a time limit on, um, you know, if someone rapes a child or sexually abuses a child. Are you suggesting there should be a time limit on how long, um, you know, the, 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 what, what would that be, 20 years, 30 years? No, no, of course not. I mean, in this country, there is no statute of limitation right. on serious crime. What I'm saying is that the, the police obviously have to make decisions about which cases they're going to, you know, prioritise 
prioritise. I mean, you know, when when crime was at uh, running at a very, very high level in the 80s and 90s, when it was the focus of an awful lot of media and government attention, the police were focusing on things like burglary and car crime. Um, and they weren't prioritising cases of child sexual abuse, and no one complained particularly at the time. Well, it was no. Well, you can't compare the eighties to now because the eighties. Well, the eighties. A lot of this was going on with Savile and other people, and also we, we, you know, shame on us. We we didn't treat child sexual abuse as seriously as we should have done. No, no, but what I'm saying is that the police make decisions. I'm not saying they're right or wrong decisions, but they t- they make decisions on the basis of what are uh, priorities coming down from, you know, the Home Office and other national agencies. And at that time, they were focusing on things like burglary and car crime. Now, the focus, quite rightly, since the Jimmy Savile revelations, is on child sex abuse. But clearly, you know, most of their efforts are being concentrated on investigating current cases. Uh, And all the evidence shows that although there's been a huge increase in the number of child sex abuse report reported to the police in the last three or four years most of those are current cases so it is fairly unusual for them to investigate a case 45 years old but but surely excellent that they are investigating a case 45 years old that means they're taking it seriously and that child abusers will not get away with you know raping children well, yeah, I mean, I, you know, they're sending out a message, and I think that's quite right, that however long ago uh, an offence was committed, you're never going to be entirely safe or sure that you're not going to be investigated. Um, and, you know, this, again, I think is is a result of the way victims are coming now to the forefront of the criminal justice system. If you go back to the 80s, uh, early 90s, the role of the victim was seen very much almost as a kind of... Um, a bystander in the system. The system operated without the voice of the victim. Now the voice of the victim is being heard loud and clear, and that is right, but still the police are going to have to make decisions about their own resources. Okay. I can't work out, John, whether you think this is good or bad that this bloke's been found guilty. I, I, I don't, I don't, I'm, 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 maybe I'm being dumb at ten past seven. I don't know what your position is on this. Well, I don't know. Why do you want me to think whether it's good or bad? <laughs> I mean, I, you know, it, it's not a simple black and white thing, is it? The police well, investigated yes, it this yes, it case. Yes, it is. Surely it is a simple black that? and white thing. Well, he raped a child. He's been found guilty. It's a good thing that 45 years later he is going to go to prison or, he, or he's been found guilty. That is a good thing. Yeah, no, I, I, don't, I don't disagree with that. But, I mean, all I'm saying is I'm telling you the realities of policing. This does not mean yeah. to say that every case where someone comes forward and says, I was sexually abused from 1970 is necessarily going to be investigated by the police without other corroborating evidence. Now, in this well, case, no. they obviously did find that evidence, which is unusual from a case in a case from 45 years ago. But I would suggest that there are many other cases where they would probably allow it to lie on the file because they would not think there would be sufficient evidence to discover uh, after all this length of time. Um, okay. All right. And you think what? You don't think it's a waste of resources or anything? 
I don't think it's a waste of resources. No, clearly, because they got a conviction. I mean, if if we were having this discussion and the uh, Peck was his name, isn't it? Um, if he'd been found not guilty, I suppose you could argue, well, you know, a jury clearly didn't think there was sufficient evidence. Then you could have a discussion about a waste of resources. But he was found guilty, so the evidence was there. Absolutely fine. OK. All right, John. Thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm confused. You're confused. Everybody's confused. Someone's either misled me or someone's either bottled it. I don't know what's going on there. 0345 555. Thank you, John. John Silverman, former BBC Home Affairs correspondent, Professor of Media and Criminal Justice at the University of Bedfordshire. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Well, it wasn't what I was told it was going to be. I don't know. <laughs> you, get, you get told one thing and you... Well, I don't know what was going on there. Does anyone know what was going on there? Snuffers, do you know what was going on there? No, no idea. Excellent. Morning, Snuffer. We'll, 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 we'll move Morning. on then. What, what a surprise being given dud information. Morning, Snuffers. Morning, how are you? What you got? Uh, um, do you know what, fella? Um, I'm all right. I'm all right. I've got a sore, um, I've got a sore bottom, uh, but I'm all right. Okay, I won't ask any further. No, don't ask any details. No names, no pack drill, but just, uh, well, it's not, I won't go into detail because, you know, but I just, you know, I'm a little bit sore. Gosh. Sorry? Don't ever ask him how he is again, anybody. Well, this is the thing. No, this is the thing. tell you. This is what I hate about everybody, right? Uh, uh-huh. How are you doing? Uh, do you know what, actually? I'm feeling lousy. And last night I was thinking about jumping off a bridge. And I, you, you, that's, that, you give that answer out and people go, oh, oh no, just wanting to know if you're... They, they don't mean the question. If you don't mean the question, don't ask the question. i got a sore bum. I definitely meant to. OK. Why? No. No, no, no. I shouldn't how are you, Snuffers? And I mean that question. I want to know. How are you? I'm good. My phone battery is dying, so it might go halfway through. Okay. Well, but, what um, you're doing there is you're very politely hurrying me up, and I like that. You're get you're getting to. All right, let, let's have it, Snuff. What you got? I uh, I once tried to woo a girl by using the lyrics from a Disney film, um, and uh, it, it ended very very badly. Do you want to hear the lyrics? Oh, of course, of course oh, no. I want to hear the lyrics. Ladies and gentlemen, please, uh, the Snuffers, use these lyrics from a Disney film to um, uh, try and woo a, a, a young lady. Away you go, sir. Okay, it was. As morning hues of sunswept fire caress your passion face, alone with the pure desire, a lifetime spent with grace. My lonesome heart would surely break if we were soon to part, but for now my soul will sing aloud as you dance into my heart. And she then turned around and said, Is that from the Three Musketeers? <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Oh no, uh, mate. Uh, what, you, were was you honest? Like, I, I, was, I, was, I, I was just like, damn, damn, I've been rumbled, I've been rumbled. I just panicked and just kind of just ended the conversation, sloped off and tried to avoid her for the rest of my life. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much indeed. We can take that out into the streets as well if you've ever um, uh, had to avoid somebody. Ever. 03459 455 555. We'll, we'll take some of that. I, t- I watched a film the other day and I used to have the soundtrack. I never saw this film. We didn't go to the pictures a lot when I was a kid. We were poor. Um, I did go and see Popeye, though, and I love Popeye with Robin Williams. I did go and see also a film that no one else has ever seen. Elliot Gould and <coughs> Bill Cosby. Uh, the Devil and Max Devlin. Never seen that? I think I have seen Great that. Great yeah. film! Great film! Bill Cosby, he's the devil. How, uh, you know, how prophetic. But um, I was going somewhere with that. Oh, yeah, so I had the Rescuers. 
soundtrack album, Disney film, The Rescuers. They were mice, weren't they? They were mice, R-E-S-C-U-E, Rescue Aid Society. I remember I I copied the cover for a drawing competition at school and it got put up on the wall and everything. Um, And then I saw The Rescuers was on Netflix the other night. We watched it last week for the first time. What a load of old rubbish. So, we've got three things. Ever used somebody else's lyrics to get personal gain? Ever had to avoid somebody? Uh, and have you ever been uh, really, really excited about something only to be incredibly disappointed? 03459 455 555. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been an accident on the A1 Great North Road at the Black Cat roundabout southbound, so it's partially blocked and it's causing delays from the St Neots Junction. On the M1, it's slow southbound through the roadworks from Junction 12 for Flittick to 11 for Dunstable. And it's also busy now on the A1M southbound between Junction 7 for, at Junction 7 for Stevenage. And the A414 Park Street's looking slow around the roadworks at the Park Street roundabouts. In Brickettwood on the North Orbital Road at the M25 Junction 21A roundabout, that's looking slow on the speed sensors. And it's also busy on the M25 between Junction 24 for Potter's Bar, anti-clockwise at Junction 23 for the A1M at South Mims. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, if you could have just heard the sentence I uttered off-air, I mean, gosh. Absolutely potty-mouthed. And I meant every single word of it. They are. 7.16, Thursday the 15th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. A family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And Luton-based EasyJet is launching a recruitment campaign for more women pilots. They're hoping to double the number of female trainees. Woo-woo, ladies. Good luck, girls. Every weekday morning. Good morning, Jonathan. Morning. Do you think it's right to tell a million disabled people they should get off benefits and find a job? Have your say on today's big phone-in. People who are going to be in nuisance are going to be in nuisance regardless of whether they're thing to do. Is it true that people over the age of 65 drink far too much booze? The JVS Show fights for your rights and tackles your consumer problems. Waited and the receipt came out, but the cash didn't. It's become a problem of late because obviously the trees got bigger as we got here. We couldn't shut the French windows. It, it would appear that they'd buckled. I had a phone call from my daughter saying, if we don't get off the train, they're going to hand us over to the British Transport Police. The JVS Show, weekdays from nine on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, man alive, 03459 555 is the telephone number if you um, you want to give us a call. Hey, you know there's a brain ray, Kath. Have you heard about this? Mm-hmm. The brain ray. Have you heard about this, Kelly? No. I'm sorry, are you eating cakey? No, I swallowed tea, if you must know. Good cake, though. It was, it was, it was so good. <laughs> That's so good. Are we allowed to? Are we allowed to announce your news yet, or is that a secret? No, you can say it if you like. Yeah, Kelly's got the sack. Kelly's <laughs> <laughs> got the sack on a regular. So, hmm? Kelly's got the sack from this show, and as of <laughs> when's your last show with us, please? Friday the thirtieth of October. Can we make it any sooner? Mm, on you that can day, if you're off sick. Oh. On that day when she has nothing to lose. No. We do not open the phone. We do not open the <laughs> microphone at all. It's, it's, it's a sad day for um, you, Kelly, because you're going to stop working with us due to uh-huh. the fact that at long last I've um, discovered my boss's email address and she's responded to all of the complaints yep. that I've made. Um, and, it's um, a sad day for the truckers. Sad day for the truckers. Um, well, it's not because she's going to be working in a petrol station. No, October, <laughs> October the 31st. 
Thirtieth. Thirty-first. If you like. Okay, so Friday, October the thirty-first is Kelly Betts's um, last ever show with us, and um, well, that's 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 great news. I mean, no, no, that's good. no. I don't mean it to sound rude. How do I make this not sound rude? Um, do it through the medium of song. <laughs> Maybe I'll say, I tell you what, Kelly, on that yeah. day. Um, does that mean we have to stop? We can stop playing those rubbish BBC introducing songs every week. No. Oh, well, it depends who takes over from me. Yeah, because yeah. we don't play them when you're not here. Do you not? Huh? Huh? What? Well, it's up to you. Kelly Betts is leaving us, and um, it will, you know, genuinely will be very, you know, we're having classic bands now. Are we? Well. We're having, we are having, it can, it can definitely be said, we are having bants of some kind, but it's going to be, when Kelly goes, it's, we're all going to be hear, hearing this. We're going to be hearing this in our heads. So. Go Patrol. <laughs> hey! Oh. On that day, um, you can, I'm going to let you make as many cups of coffee for us as you want. Yeah. Okay? Zilch. Hey, what? I'll play that as well, I'll play Zilch for you. Will okay. you? Thank you. Um, I'll do the brain zapper in a little bit, but this is going to be... Just just to flag up, because I know that a lot of guys um, like to listen to the show when Kelly's on, so... They che- listen very, very hard. i tell you what we'll do, thank you, um, is we will record We'll record some classic bands that so we can just drop in. Ah, Robo Kelly. Ro- we'll, have oh, okay. a, we'll create a Robo Kelly. Robo Bets. We're at Robo Bets. Would that, that be all be right? Nice. Can yes, we do please. that? All right, well, we'll, we'll, we'll record loads of things and we'll use those um, as... Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll dump those in the programme as and when we need something inappropriate <laughs> and just a little bit too filthy for broadcast. We'll use those then. Is that OK? Thank you. Thank, yes. th- no, thank you, player. Thank you. And thank you to, of course, Snow Patrol for writing one of the most powerful pieces of music I've ever heard. You know, by announcing that you've launched a kind of take that style helpline, basically here, uh, Denison Dunstable's already rung it. Ooh, what does he want? He Is wants it... some sort of uh, acknowledgement he wants that, some of sugar. his pain. He wants some sugar. Well, you, if you want to phone in, you can do that. Also, if you want to phone in an audition for Kelly Betts's job. Yeah. You can hear. Yes. Him. Okay. All right. Thank you, Dennis. Oh. Bye, bye, Dennis. What did Dennis have to say? Uh, he said he's, he congratulated me on my job as Director General of the BBC. <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you got? Flipping heck. They probably would these days because you're like a, a midget woman. That's two boxes. <laughs> three boxes. Oh, 03459. Do we still keep our jobs? You don't. Wow, feisty. If you want to audition for Kelly Betts' job, now is the time. Now, a family from Bedfordshire say they've been left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old daughter after refusing to send her in a taxi on her own to a school ten minutes away. The Andrews recently moved to Stockfold, but when they applied to all three lower schools, they were told they were full. Well, it's not the first time we've heard of a shortage of spaces in Stockfold. Last April, 20 families were denied places. Um, We can speak to uh, the dad now, Owen Andrews. Morning, Owen. Good morning. So, um, when, how, how did it work? When did, did you check the schools before you moved there to see if there was going to be space? We would have loved to, except our um, application would not, would not be accepted until we exchanged contracts. And obviously, by the time you've done that, there's no going back. If we found out at that point that there were no spaces, we couldn't have decided not to move because we've exchanged contracts. So um, our application was accepted at that point. Um, We moved and then we got the news that, sorry, all three schools are full in year one. Uh, We've got nothing for you. And how do you find it? You you know, you you come downstairs one morning and there's the letter. Is that how it works? Uh, Basically, yes, that was it. Yeah, we got the letter. Um, Actually, I think that might have been a phone call. Uh, The the later appeal was certainly uh, resolved by letter. Uh, But yeah, it was devastating. We've, We've never known a situation like this. 
Um, and so it's being suggested that she gets a taxi to school. Is that right? Yes. Well, apparently, I mean, we didn't know all the laws and regulations around the situation at all. We'd never come across this situation. But the council said that they were legally obliged to find her a position in a school, uh, which they did. They said the nearest one was in Langford. Um, obviously, there are schools nearer than Langford to Stockfold, but they come under North Hart, so that's no use to central beds. Right. Um, and um, I said, well, the problem is I can't guarantee to be able to take her there and pick her up every single day because of my work schedule. They said, no problem. Well, we're obliged to get her there too, so we'll offer a taxi. Who puts their five-year-old daughter in a car with a stranger? We, we turned that down flat. I mean, you know, I understand that the taxi driver is probably okay. Oh, um, no, I wouldn't, I, wouldn't put my fi- I wouldn't put my five-year-old into a taxi um, with, with, with exactly, someone. No, I wouldn't do that. You, you've always got that nagging doubt in your mind, and it's our job to keep her safe. We're not going to put her at any element of risk whatsoever. We had to turn that down, so we're left with nothing. So why can't you take her? Uh, basically, my working hours mean that I can take her in the morning, but I'm not always available at closing time at the school to pick her up. Um, my wife doesn't drive. We're not prepared to use the taxi. We've only just moved to Stockfall. We don't know a soul in the area yet um, who we could ask for lifts. But then how do you ask for lifts every single day anyway if, if my work got in the way of picking her up? Um, so we're just left with no way for her to get home on certain days of the week. Can't, uh, uh, I don't know the area at all. I don't, so you, you obviously know it better than me. Um, can't your wife get a bus to pick her up? Uh, we would love for that to happen. We looked into that. The first bus that would get us from Stockfold to Langford would get there at lunchtime. About I think it was about one fifteen in the afternoon. And the only bus to get her back would be half an hour later. So, yeah, if she was happy to go to school for all of, let's say, by the time you've walked from the bus stop to the school and then back to the bus stop again, maybe 20 minutes a day, uh, that would work. So those are the, the, there are no other buses... That could work. There are no other buses that we've managed to find that would work, no. Um, can your wife learn to drive? That is our intention, yeah. That's actually been our intention for quite a while, but yeah. we just haven't got around to that yet. Um, but, yes, I mean, she can learn to drive, but obviously that takes time. Our daughter needs to be in school now. Yeah. She needed to be in school from last month. Um... Uh, I mean, how long would it take for uh, your? I'm just, I'm just looking at all the options, okay? Just because I'm, I'm, because I know that other people will, will, will phone up and say, "Well, why didn't you ask him this?" This is just why I'm asking sure. this, and I appreciate you asking. How long would it take for your wife to walk there? Uh, about eight miles, uh, probably in the region of uh, two to three hours, I would imagine. Okay, uh, cycle. Um, cycling is not something that is really feasible. Um, why is that? There are. There are minor uh, health implications. Okay, okay, life. fair enough. Don't, so, don't, don't need to say any more. Yeah, uh, and obviously, my daughter being five uh, doesn't really know how to ride a bike yet. No, no, but you get those little, um, little, you, you get little strap-on seats, don't you, for uh, for kiddies on bikes? Yeah, I saw someone doing the other day. I, I personally true. wouldn't. Yeah. But um, uh, what about uh, does the school have any after-school clubs? Uh, we haven't looked into that. I don't know oh. about that. But um, it's not a case of me having to pick her up from school later because of my working hours. It's a case of having to pick her up earlier. Um, later, I will still be at work. I work for the entire evening until past midnight. Um, so that, that wouldn't solve anything for us. Um, and there's, I mean, when we're parents, we kind of, you know, we have to change things and we have to, um, you know, we, we have to be, kind of be flexible around our kids and around our school. That's kind of part of being a parent, isn't it? Can you not go and um, befriend some of the parents and see if you can get, like, kind of a car-sharing club going? Um, that's not really... 
that's, that's something that's very difficult to do. I mean, you know, when right. you don't already it's know not, people. is it? You just go, you just go up to the school and you say, "Listen, I'm really, I'm really um, stuck." Uh, is there any whereabouts do you live? Is there anywhere you you go and glad hand people, don't you? Yeah, yeah, but then I mean, how many of the parents at that school have kids that live in, or how many of those families live in Stockholm? I don't know. We, do? we just don't know. We'd have to go around and ask absolutely everybody. Yeah, and we'd be doing this not necessarily for our benefit, but for the benefit of the council. Who? Well, no, 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 Owen, no, 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 no. You wouldn't be doing it for the benefit of the council. You'd be doing it for the benefit of your daughter. And we have to, you, you, you go around and you ask people, you, 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 you take an afternoon, you, maybe you have a few flyers printed up, you go around and you say, hello, I'm, I'm Susie's dad and we're, we're in a little bit of a problem, we, we live in stock, and you explain the situation, you go and talk to people. The, the point is, these people are still strangers to us, I mean, at, at, at least initially... A stranger is just a friend you've never met. So <laughs> <what> they say. <laughs> but at, at least initially, in the early days, this would be no different to putting her in a taxi. These are people that we don't know. OK. So, how uh, often How often a week can, could you not pick up your daughter? Uh, it would vary according to um, the jobs that I have on, but it, it would average out to at least once a week, uh, and some weeks twice, and it would mean having to pick her up at maybe noon or one o'clock in the afternoon in order that she has a way of getting home. But getting her to school and back again is not the only issue with us. There's oh, also the case of that we wouldn't be able to necessarily attend any special events like sports days, that kind of thing. It's kind of, um, mate, if she was, Owen, it's kind, of t- it's kind of tough. You know, there are loads of parents, with the greatest of respect, that there are loads of parents <laughs> that can't attend school sports days. And, you know, I was, I, I was lucky enough, I had a bit of holiday. I bunked off yesterday to go and see my youngest Tarvis Festival. I'm not seeing my eldest Tarvis Festival. I'm probably not going to see my eldest's Christmas show. That's life. But the point is, she's five years old. If there's any opportunity where we could do, then we'd like to. And if things are happening during the daytime when we're able to do this, we would like to be able to do this. But if she was taken ill, for example, how do we get her home? If I've already left for work, it can't happen. Yeah, no, it can can happen. If I got got a phone call, right? I mean, I'm lucky. I work stupid hours. But if I got a phone call now saying, your kid's been taken ill, I'd say, OK, uh, Catherine, could you come and see... I'd go. I'd go home. That's what we do as parents. When, when we get a phone call saying that, some, you know, the kid's been taken ill, we, um, yeah, we, we, we tied up as many loose ends as we can and we go. When, when on occasion I can be anything from 30 to 50 miles away at the time, and as I say, my wife... Well, then they'll just have to wait, into the, uh, they'll have to wait in, the, in the nurse's office. That's what... That's parenting. <laughs> that's what all parents go through that. It still doesn't make this situation right, though. That's my point. Doesn't make the situation I mean, right, and that's and that and now we've got and, and that's what we've got to. You want you want to you want to you're angry because you haven't got a school that's just around the corner. We're angry and all this other we, stuff is kind of you know. To, we've moved to a town that has three lower schools. Yeah, yeah, uh, and they are all full in my daughter's year. Yeah, and, and that's outrageous. Apparently, the only one on the waiting list for two of them that we know of. And yet they will not allow a 31st child in due to the fact that it would be of major detriment to the other 30. Well, you class. can't, you can't, can you? You can't, once you, you've got to have a limit, haven't you? Once you, once you kind of, um, but, but, but you're, 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 well, um, if the limit is that strict, then why is there this appeals process that we went through that we consider to be a bit of a farce uh, to consider okay. whether they should allow in I, the 31st? I, I, and I, I decided that they shouldn't. I, I, and I, I totally get why you're angry. And you're angry because you can't get your kid into a school. Um, that's just around the corner, but that isn't possible. So, you, and so you, we as parents, we kind of have to compromise. And I, I'm, I'm, from what I'm hearing, Andrew, as a dad, and I realise I'm in a privileged position because you know I'm doing all right and I've, I work silly hours. But um, it, it, it kind of feels like you're um, you're letting your anger and your resentment get in the way of you know your kid going to school. 
Absolutely not. No, we're still left in the position where we simply cannot get a home unless we use strangers to help us out and do that, which is the same situation as using the taxi that the council offered in the first place. Um, so we're just not prepared to put them in that situation of any possible element of risk. Okay. What would you like to see changed, Andrew? What would you like to see done? What would be the ideal situation? Well, the absolute ideal situation is we would like... I mean, from what we've heard, there's been a lot of new homes built in Stockfold over recent years, and we are now aware of a new development that's been proposed that is, in fact, going up right behind our house. Yeah. Um, and that's awaiting planning permission. There's a big protest against this, and one of the things, one of the reasons against it is because of the infrastructure of uh, Stockfold that can't support any more homes as it is at the moment. And this is one element of that infrastructure problem is the lack of school places. And we're personally going through this now. Yeah. You know, how can they keep building new houses in a few years' time when they've built these houses and there's 100 more families living there? Where are those kids going to go? One final because question, Owen. There are insufficient places. No, you're right, and this is a problem, you know, nationwide. One final question, because I'm really late for the travel. Um, can't, um, can't your wife go in the taxi with her? Uh, well, that's, that was off. Well, it wasn't offered. My wife asked if that would be possible, and they said, yes, you'd be able to do that for two weeks only. After that, you would not be able to go on the taxi with her, and for those two weeks, you would have to pay for the return journey. Well, yeah, well, you she'd obviously have to repay... What's going to be? 15, 20 quid? Well, she'd have to... Well, Every single day. She'd have to... She'd, yeah, she'd have to repay for the return for the... But you mentioned there was a bus back. Yeah, leaving at about two o'clock in the afternoon. So, I mean, I could pick her up at two o'clock in the afternoon. No, 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 but, but then she, she could get... But then, no, no, but... Half three. OK, all right, all right, listen, um, I, I appreciate your time. Keep in touch. Let us know how it goes. I wish you the very best of luck with that. Um, 03459 Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There's an accident on the A1 Great North Road at the Black Cat Roundabout. It's on the roundabout, so it's causing delays southbound from the Kimbolton turn-off now. And on the M1, it's very slow southbound from Junction 12 for Flitted to 11 for Dunstable through the roadworks. And it's also busy through Junction 9 for Redbourne too. And on the approach to Redbourne on the A5 uh, southbound from Markgate, it's very slow from Lynch Hill towards the M1 Junction 9. And the M25 is busy too, anti-clockwise between Junction 21 for the M1 and 19 for Watford. Samantha Breath, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. With the headlines, I'm Simon Oxley. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. A family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And Britain's largest retailer, Tesco, has announced it's abandoning 14 proposed sites for supermarkets and selling the land for housing for £250 million. The sites include one on London Road in St Albans. Three Counties Sport. BBC Three Counties Radio. England have made a solid start on day three of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi. They resumed on 56 without loss. A short while ago, they'd moved on to 77, with captain Alistair Cook 52 not out. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. In football, Boreham Wood have named Luke Garrard as manager, making him the youngest boss in England's top five divisions. The 30-year-old was assistant to Ian Allenson, who resigned on Monday. He took caretaker charge for Tuesday night's National League defeat to Aldershot. BBC Sport. 
Sport has found the cost of watching football in Britain has dropped or remained the same for most fans. The annual survey also found that Watford served the second cheapest cup of tea in the Premier League at £1.70. More from David Ornstein. Now in its fifth year, the Price of Football study analysed the price of more than 700 tickets and found that 70% of them had been frozen or reduced this season. It's perhaps a sign that with more money coming into the sport than ever before, clubs are listening to fans' concerns. But the average price of the cheapest Premier League ticket is now more than £30 for the first time. The investigation, which includes the cost of pies, programmes and tea, also found replica Premier League shirt prices rose 4.8% this year. The Scottish Rugby Union are yet to decide whether or not to appeal against the three-week suspensions handed to Johnny Gray and Ross Ford, which have ruled them out of the rest of the Rugby World Cup, and Wales will name their team later to play South Africa in Saturday's quarter-final at Twickenham. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin at eight. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine, so fine. I've been on fire with Sally Field Gone past with a girl named Bo But somehow they just don't end up as mine It's a death-defying life I lead I take my chances I die for living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star I've never spent much time in school But I taught ladies plenty It's true I hire my body out for pay Hey, hey I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge Or Tarzan from a vine Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That makes Eastwood look so fine Oh, oh, so I had a scammer phone me the other day. I had a scammer phone me and um, it was a woman phoned up. Um, Local, was she? <laughs> um, if I send it to you, Kelly, could you, there's a little bit of swearing at the end. Could a you, little bit. Well, is it, I don't know if, I, I, I'm not going to play it off my phone because I don't know if there's more swearing all over it. Could there's you, a little bit, yeah. Could you just, it's, it, it's four and a half minutes, could you just bleep out the swearing for me? Sure, would you be yeah, able to, yeah, Would you be able to do that for me, player? Yeah, 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 yeah. Or, or, or now that you know that your, your career at the BBC is over, have you kind of, you just given up? You just, just Not the BBC. Sorry? I'm still working for the BBC. I'm so sorry. BBC yes, Canteen, innit? Yes, uh, she, will be, <laughs> she will be serving up the slop and the gruel to uh, to people at BBC Coventry and Warwickshire. And boy, oh boy, don't get much lower than that. I uh, wish you the very best of luck in your new tabard. Thanks. I've sent it to you, player, because um, we had um, we had uh, I had a scammer phone me up. Well, I'll play. I'll, I'll, I'll do the scamming thing in a minute. But there's a, there's a story in the papers today um, uh, about about scammers. And they're on the rise again. It's the Sun investigation into £52 billion Brit cyber fraud. Hack- hackers took over this computer in seconds. 
And this is what they were trying to do to me. We'll come yeah. back to that in a second. Let's go to um, Pete. Morning, Pete. Good morning. How are you? I'm all right, fella. What you got? Right. I've been a taxi driver full time since 88. You must be tired. <laughs> yeah, I haven't been to bed yet. <laughs> it's very common for us to take school kids, nursery kids, Yep. In. I wouldn't One, put five. Two, three, I would not put four. my five-year-old unattended in a taxi. I'm afraid. Right. I'm now a granddad. Yep. Most taxi drivers, all taxi drivers, are now CRB checked. Don't, and, don't, uh, don't, don't matter. A lot of paedophiles are granddads. I'm not, you know, being like a lot of paedophiles are granddads. A lot of paedophiles yeah, have been CRB yeah. checked. I'm not putting my. Fi- I, while I didn't agree with a lot of what that gentleman was saying, the thing about putting a five-year-old in a taxi with a stranger, nah, uh, uh, ain't happening. Okay. Back to what you even suggested. Why yeah. didn't the mum go? Oh, yeah, there are there are loads of... There's not... Cass, do you want to read... And I didn't want to be... I mean, that guy's in a predicament, and I totally empathise and sympathise with the family. Also, the, the, I think he's driving for one result, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, he wants his kid to go in the school around the corner from him, and of course you would. Uh, but when that's not possible, we look at compromise. There's not much support uh, on the, the, the text. Either. Not that that means anything, but Catherine, mm. do you want to read some of the texts? OK, this is what they're saying. Snuffers. Wow, he really doesn't want his daughter at that school. This bloke wants the world to revolve around him. That's from Matt. There yes. would be an escort in the taxi, suggests Robin Flissick. Would there be an escort in the taxi? You can seems, have. Seems if you requested it, yeah. And who would, but who would that escort be? But then that's paying someone else, just let the mum go. That's, 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 an, that's a CRB-checked lady, normally, who would go along. <laughs> okay. And uh, that's more money to the council, local mm. council. Uh, why doesn't the mum get in the taxi? Out. Why doesn't the wife get in the taxi, those two anonymous... This guy sounds awkward. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that gentleman, he had an agenda, he knows what he wants, yeah. and he wants his kid to go in that school. But I, I can understand, and no disrespect to you, Pete, and all of you, you know, all of you lot, but I wouldn't put my five-year-old boy in a taxi on his own. I'm sure Catherine wouldn't do the same with, with her kids either. No. It's safe. I mean... Well, you're know. safe. You're safe. Yeah. But then you get dodge, you know, you get dodge pop Pete or or dubious Abdul or yeah, you know yeah, mucky yeah, Steve. Yeah. You just don't know. You yeah. just don't know. Do you? and I'm sure it's safe. Of course it's probably safe. Yeah. But I just I would feel um, I would feel very uncomfortable. I, w- I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't do it. Here's the thing from the mum's point of view, I would go with her, okay, uh, in the car, and I'd make my own way back because it's all part of you know it's just the cost of being someone's parent. And if you can't drive, she needs I, to get that sorted out. Can I just say? Um, my mum would have walked back. Yeah. And I know it's like eight miles away. My mum would have walked if back. You, if you do nothing or, else, why not? Or she would have hung around there all day. She would have gone and done, I don't know, and I don't mean sound patronising, it was the 70s. She would have done a bit of shopping or she would have, you know, she would have done something. She would have done it to make sure I got to school. If she was driving, she'd have paid her own petrol. So just put it, chalk it up to that. Uh, Pete, yeah. thank you very much indeed. My mum, um, the, the distances that not only my mum walked, that my mum made me and my sister walk. Mm-hmm. We used to, when we used to go to Slough, we used to park like about two miles out of Slough because it was free parking. Yeah. And then we'd walk into Slough. My upper school was two miles away from my house, so two miles in the morning, two miles back. Just stuff you do when you have to. And also, um, and I, I don't want to be harder than the guy because, you know, they're struck. she's not been at school for a month, that kid. Yeah. Um, the thing, I'm not certainly not buying the line about why I won't get to sports days and, 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 and shows... 
a lot of parents don't. I, I say I was lucky. I had a bit of holiday. I, I but well, I, if, if I don't turn up for work, I don't get paid. It's not holiday. I've, I've got I'm I'm um, contracted to do a certain amount of shows each year, uh, and I kind of choose those as and when I want. And I took yesterday off. I went and saw my youngest Harvest Festival. There weren't that many dads there. Again, it's like you know, they're doing a sound sexist, but it's the truth. There weren't that many dads there. Um, certainly not all of the parents of the kids were there. These were five, six year olds. Uh, sorry, three and four year olds. A lot of grandparents went there. Do you know what? I feel rubbish that I don't take my kids to school every morning, but at least I can pick them up. There are some parents who can't do either. Mm. So, you know, none of us have got it ideal. That's what happens when you're paying 50-50 on a mortgage. When you're, when you're you know, you're a parent, you, you make compromise, you... Um, I don't know. I, I, am I being too harsh on that guy? I, I really... I, I, I knew it could go one way or t'other, and I really didn't want to be too harsh, and I just found myself kind of... I'm very argumentative, I've discovered. I think I'm... I think I'm argumentative, Jamie. <laughs> I think you might be. I think you might be. Really? No. What mm. are you talking about? I want to apply for Kelly's job, mate. Sorry? I want to apply for Kelly's job. OK, you need to say Jelly's cob. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. <laughs> OK, um, what are you calling... OK, all right. Um, Wait, how tall is he? He's Doesn't matter, wee. obviously. He's only wee. Mm, uh, OK, right. Um, OK, let's... Look, one of the things... What are your coffee-making skills like? Not bad. Same. Okay, fair same, enough. Yeah, same. same. If yeah. anything, better. Better, yeah. How's okay. your spelling, Jamie? Okay. Oh, dear. oh that's, that's, that's a minus. <sighs> All right, okay, listen. So I'm phoning up. I'm a caller and I'm going to go on the Ian Lee show. Good morning, caller. No, it's morning player. That's what she usually says. Is stop, stop being an idiot. I want to get on the air now. Off you go. He's good. He's yeah. good. Fair <laughs> play. That's exactly how he goes. He's, he's, got, he's got it. Um, okay, when can you start? Monday. All right, fine. Do you want to come in Monday and do Kelly's job for us? No problem. This is a genuine offer. You want to come in Monday, Grumpy Jamie, and do Kelly's job for an hour? No problem. What okay. time? Um, well, obviously six o'clock. Six o'clock, I'll be there. You're going to be here? Yes. All right, we'll see you on Monday. All right, mate. Ta-ta. Another question, mate. Yeah? I misplaced my tickets for Saturday's show. Right, and? What do I do about that, boss? Well, you just sit at home and cry because you're an idiot. I don't think so. I'm sitting on the front row, mate. So, I need to find some tickets somewhere so I can abuse you. <laughs> That's, that sounds like Kelly. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Jamie, hopefully you'll get your tickets, tickets uh, back for the, the show on Saturday at the Luton Library Theatre. It's sold out, it doesn't matter. Um, he's coming in on Monday at six o'clock to do your job for an hour, Kelly. Will you be able to, um, to show him the ropes? We have an excellent collection of ropes here at BBC Three Counties Radio. <laughs> Old would, rope. Would you be able to do that? Yeah, sure. Okay. <laughs> if he doesn't turn up... We're going to destroy him mercilessly on the air. Well, That's sometimes I don't turn up, so it'll already be good, really good start. <laughs> 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 oh, 03459 555. Your thoughts on that, Dad, there? Also, ever use someone's uh, lyrics or poetry to get your own way, whether in the bedroom, the playground, or the boardroom? Yeah, that was good, wasn't it? That was like a proper link, almost as though that were written. Um, and there was something else, Catherine. What was the other thing? The French? Yeah, sure. Just how stinky are the French? No, there was something, there was something. Oh, when have you been really excited about something, as I was about the rescuers? I've waited th- 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 37 years to watch the rescuers. 37 years. Utter pony. It wasn't even a proper cartoon. The backgrounds didn't move. You must be tired. Um. When are you going? Monday, by the sound of it. Excellent. 
Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. On the A1M, there's been blocked northbound by an accident between Junction 3 for St Albans and 4 for Hartford because of an accident and some debris on the road. It's just inside of the Hartfield Tunnel. On the M1 southbound, there's reports that it's been blocked by a vehicle that's broken down between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flissick. And on the A1 Great North Road, there's an accident at the Black Cat Roundabout, so it's causing southbound queues from the Kimbolton turn-off. On the A10 into London, it's very slow between Bosmore Lane and Southbury Road in the roadworks approaching Carter Hatch Lane. And on the M25, it's very busy anti-clockwise between junction 21 for the m1 and 19 for watford samantha bruff bbc three counties radio thank you so much samantha 747 the vibe is strong with this one it's thursday the 15th of october i'm ian lee these are your headlines on bbc three counties radio a retired hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago A family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And look out, fellas! Luton-based EasyJet is launching a recruitment campaign to find some more beautiful lady pilots to fly their planes. Good luck with that, girls. Woo-woo! That's all right, isn't it? Woo-woo? It's wit-woo. Woo-woo! No, wit-woo. Wit-woo. Yeah, wit-woo. Wit-woo. But, but you're not com- you're not complaining about the tone of the story, just the phrase I'm using at the end. I mean, the tone is all wrong too, but let's just concentrate on the easy okay. things. OK, woo-woo! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's a cloudier start than we saw this time yesterday. It's not quite as chilly either, that's the good news. Um, but the cloud is generally going to tend to build, increase through the course of the morning. We'll get some showers around as well. Um, it's looking fairly similar to how it was yesterday, really. We've got a rather chilly northeasterly breeze too, and top temperatures of only around 12 or 13 Celsius, 55 in Fahrenheit. There will be some brightness around at times, but a bit more cloud, a little bit cooler than it was yesterday. Now, overnight tonight, the showers will tend to gradually fade away, Continuing for a time though. Lows are probably around 8 or 9 degrees. An awful lot of cloud around the breeze is going to continue. Uh, temperature's not getting that low, I suppose, underneath all of that cloud. And then tomorrow, probably a drier day. We may just see um, a few showers towards parts of Hertfordshire through the morning, but I think for the most part, a dry day. Uh, a lot of cloud around again. The breeze is going to tend to pick up, so feeling really quite brisk tomorrow. And exposure to that, it will feel quite chilly at times. Highs of, again, only around 12 or 13 Celsius. Some brightness about at times, maybe even a few spells of sunshine, but an awful lot of cloud and not a lot is going to change over the weekend but we will see the risk of some showers again that's the forecast thank you elizabeth sit back and relax i want to tell you a story tomorrow our short story season launches here on bbc three counties radio the sunlight suddenly shone too brightly A season dedicated to great stories written by you. Veins rippled innocently on the turquoise floor of the pool. And brought to life by us. The sultry afternoon air suffocated us in its heavy blanket. Short story season starts tomorrow with Nick Coffer here on BBC Three Counties Radio. Okay, so we were speaking uh, to that dad about the school. Most people kind of think um, uh, um, that he is wrong. Uh, and he should compromise more. Pete's emailed, Morning, Ian. I think you're being too hard. All this chap wants is what every other um, uh, ratepayer in his vicinity is getting, a local school. To ask him to taxi uh, or, or reach a compromise to get his kid to a school eight miles away is wrong. It's not his fault. 
he shouldn't have to be having to bend over backwards to cover for the council's inadequacy. I before E. Infrastructure before expansion. If you put up more houses, you need more schools. Give the guy a break and beat the council up. Have a nice day, smiley face, Pete. Um, well, um, yeah, I mean, in an ideal world, that would be the situation. We'd all have a, a primary school around the corner from us and we could, you know, stand at the end of our path and w- w- wave as the kids walked off to school on their own. Sadly, Pete, I, I happen to live in the real world and that's not how it works. That's not how it works. It'd be great if it did. Uh, but it's not how it works. So you have to work with what you're given. And what he's given is he's got a school that's um, eight miles away. Um, and you have to try and find a compromise around that. Was, I'm, I'm sure you'd understand. But thank you. Um, 03459 455 555. It's Ribena Rosie. Hello. Hello. How, you've, got, you've ditched the bunches. Yeah, I have. Good. <laughs> I, th- I think. I only ever had those once for a show that I was in. What, what show were you in? Oh, it was a sort of um, compassion concert to raise money for a, a charity called Compassion. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and what do they offer? Compassion? Oh, nice. Yeah, they sponsor children, basically. Oh, OK. Well, there we go. well good, good, good luck to those guys. And what, But why did you need bunches for that? Is, is, a bunch um, is more compassionate. Playing the, playing the part of a seven-year-old girl. Blimey, OK, flipping heck, what is it? Tomorrow. Yeah, OK, flipping heck. Tomo- <laughs> the sun will come out tomorrow. <laughs> Betcha. They made, um, they remade Annie, didn't they, like, with a hip-hop beat? Oh, ghastly, don't tell Who me. was in it? Was it Jamie Foxx that was in it? Yeah, it was, I've seen it. Is it who was it, Jamie Foxx? Jamie Foxx. And, oh, uh, Fox, Fox. No. and who else is in it? That's kind of it. Basically, it was it was, it was Black Annie, wasn't yeah. it? it? Was was yeah, it was yeah. the, the kind of the modern, kind of... and he was modern. Uh, and it's so just it kind of a cross between Daddy Warbucks and Jay Z. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the first Annie wasn't much cop. You oh, know. but I loved it as a kid, as a little girl. Now I'm definitely on Team Hannigan. Yeah, I mean, yeah, but <laughs> I mean, my afternoons are pretty much that 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 orphanage. Hey, I, 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 you know, you know, you get you get recommended. Um, it's either on Netflix or Amazon Prime. Rosie, you get recommended films, right? You, oh, because you watch this, you're like this, mm-hmm. right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Guess what they recommended me? Um, I'm trying to think. <laughs> I'll tell you. The yeah. remake of Arthur with Russell Brand. What have I watched? What have I watched that implies I'm interested in that horse shine? <laughs> Centurions, perhaps? What? I'm not, I'm not. Now, St. Trinian's, now there's a weird film as well, isn't it? It's all wrong. Oh, but both the ones in the, the olden days, the George Cole ones, and the modern ones, because it's all about sexy schoolgirls. Yeah, exactly, yeah. It's and a weird vibe. Flash Harry sneaking into their dorms. It's a weird vibe. Anyway, we're going off on well, too many tangents, even for my brain to compute. What have you got for us? Um, uh, well, it's a kind of opposite story to the story about cribbing someone else's lyrics. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote a poem when I was in school. Don't tell me Paul McCartney stole it and put it on his Press to Play album. <laughs> it was called the the Frog Chorus. <laughs> oh. I wish. <laughs> no, it wasn't that. It was about a car race, uh, a bit like Wacky Races sort of thing. Oh yeah. Could you no, re- could yeah, you recite yeah. any of it? <laughs> um, I went to school and read it out, and yeah. the uh, uh, the bully there was a bully in the class. Our class was kind of run by a consortium of bullies. Yeah. And the lead bully put a hand up and said, oh, I've heard that somewhere before, and she stole that poem. And oh. the teacher believed her and then tore me to shreds. So oh. I went home and told my mum, and my mum wrote a very stinky letter to this teacher, um, on, on which point she then tore me to shreds for accusing her of tearing me to shreds. Gosh, what? Hang on a second. It's, <laughs> it's like Shakespeare. So you're, you're William Shakespeare, and the school bully was Christopher Marlowe. This is awesomeness. <laughs> Hey, guess right. Guess who we've got coming on in November at some point? Ray Davis. 
No, well, no, no, we put in a bid for Ray Davis. We haven't got him, although he's on Danny Baker's show on Saturday, I've been told. I know he's been on Nick Coffers as well, Yeah, he? yeah, I know, I know. That was in the... No, 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 we've got, we've got, we've got one better. We've got one better than Ray mm. Davis. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, we've got... Hang on. Would you Ray like another... Wait, ladies and gentlemen, Mr Dave Davis, Davis will be coming back on the show in November and um, he will be playing this. Hang on. Oh, flip it. Computer! He won't be playing that, of course, but uh, Dave Davis... Yeah. Are you going to go into... Now, he's playing a gig um, December the 18th in London. Are you going? I think we are. Yeah, I'll see you, I'll see you there. Do you know what? I'm going to book a ticket straight after the show. I'll see you there, Rosie. Yeah, OK. All right, nice uh, one. Apart from seeing me on Saturday. And can I go for Chiquelli's job as well? Oh, yeah, of course you can! Uh, but, um, I... I think I can do quite a good Kelly impression. Go on then, let's hear it. Hello. Hello, mate. Alright. No. No, I'm bored. This is Ian Lee (laughs) on BBC (laughs) Three Counties Radio. But, but Kelly, I didn't see your lips move. How did you do that? I'm bored. <laughs> oh, that was brilliant. Thank you. Right. Ah, onwards and upwards. Right, Beds Police are continuing their clampdown on off-road bikers. Recently, they've seized bikes, issued warnings and recovered stolen mopeds in Dunstable, Houghton Regis and Charlton. Chief Inspector for Community Policing in Central Bedfordshire is Gavin Hughes-Rowlands. Uh, morning, Gavin. Uh, first of all, th- thank you for sitting through this nonsense that we call a show. Um, th- you have been doing a lot of work on this. What, what exactly has been going on behind the scenes? Uh, well, daily business as well as the high-impact operations, Ian. And uh, um, the last one we did, the, the figures that you mentioned there were as a result of an operation we did approximately two weekends ago. Yeah. And uh, we had some good results. Uh, We seized a number of vehicles. We issued Section 59 warnings, which basically is a warning to the user of a motorcycle in antisocial behaviour manners um, that uh, if if we see them doing such a thing again, then we take the bike and seize it and crush it. Um, so, yeah, some, some good high-impact days. The community were really pleased to see us out. And this is one of those operations, and I know this has been going on for a while, and, it, and uh, where, where people, we've heard from people in these areas saying, do you know what, actually, the situation has improved considerably. This is having a proper effect, isn't it? Yeah, I've been very pleased with it, Ian, and I, and I think the easiest way to measure it is by the, the, the views and the voice of the community, and I'm, I'm getting less and less complaints coming through my door, um, which is an indication things are working. I always knew it was going to be a slow burner because we've got to change people's attitudes out and about and uh, we're getting better intelligence coming in from members of the community identifying these kids and we're able to follow that up on a daily basis. Is it frustrating, though, because, you know, say you want want to go out solving proper crimes, Uh, you know, this does use up your resources and your your people power and and it costs money. Is it frustrating having to deal with idiots like these? It's massively frustrating, Ian, and, you know, as you say, yeah, we'd like to be catching um, people that are committing crime that cause real harm to people. However, the problem with this is it's not like skateboarding used to be quite antisocial in towns and squares years and years ago. These people are using powered motor vehicles, and they obviously cause a danger by, by their very nature. So we really can't ignore it, and we've got to sort of clamp down on it. But uh, it is frustrating, yes, absolutely. Um, is it is is uh, it's like shadow on the story? Is there is it one of those things where you go to one area and clamp down, and then it kind of moves two miles down the road? Have you found that, or have, have you found that people are getting the message? No, I think generally speaking, it's it, it, it's a matter of 
whether we can um, focus on the areas that, that are most prevalent. If we're going, for instance, to Houghton Regis, we're doing a blitz there. We're, we're Section 59ing a lot of people. We're speaking to them. We're going around their houses. They tend to get the message. We then move over to the areas that aren't quite so noticeable and, uh, and, and do things there. I mean, we're moving around some more rural areas as well where people are using it in, in fields, etc., that are still causing nuisance. Um, but it, it takes a while. Yeah. It's a national issue, and uh, it's, you know, it's taken us a while to get across the whole of central bed. Gavin, it's great to have you on with, uh, with a bit of good news. I really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. Uh, Thank you very much, Ian. There we go. Thank you very much. Chief Inspector for Community Policing in Central Bedfordshire, Gavin Hughes-Rowlands. Where are we? Blimey, look at the time. BBC Three Counties Radio. Let's get the Trav. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the A1M northbound from Junction 4 for Welling Garden City to 3 for South Hatfield and St Albans because of an accident earlier between uh, involving a car and that traffic was held for 10 minutes just before 8 o'clock but it's looking like it's moving again now but just very slowly. And on the A1 Great North Road southbound there are delays heading towards the Black Cat Roundabout because of an accident there which means it's partially blocked and causing delays from the Kimbolton turn-off. It's also very slow northbound on the Great North Road from Tempsford towards the Black Cat Roundabouts. On the M1 southbound there's reports of lanes being blocked by a breakdown between Junction 13 for Bedford and 12 for Flittick. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you, Sammy. She's good, Sammy, isn't she? She's good. Right, whenever you ever pawned off someone else's lyrics or poetry as your own, and what have you been massively excited about, only to find out it was a load of old rubbish. Local and vocal across beds, hearts and bucks. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8 o'clock, I'm Simon Oxley. The headlines, former Hearts Police officer guilty of historic sex abuse, family criticised lack of school places in Bedfordshire and Tesco sells St Albans supermarket site. BBC Three Counties Radio. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. St Albans Crown Court heard that John Peck, now 80, started a relationship with the victim in Welling Garden City when she was 14 and he was 13. The victim, now 60, only came forward in 2013 after seeing news reports about the Jimmy Savile scandal. John Silverman is Professor of Criminal Justice at the University of Bedfordshire. They're sending out a message, and I think that's quite right, that however long ago uh, an offence was committed, you're never going to be entirely safe or sure that you're not going to be investigated. This, again, I think is, is a result of the way victims are coming now to the forefront of the criminal justice system, but still the police are going to have to make decisions about their own resources. A family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old because she's too young to go in a taxi on her own to the nearest school which has spaces. Central Bedfordshire Council say 225 new lower school places have been created in Stockfold in the last year and it's secured land to build a new school ahead of more homes being built. But Dad Owen Andrew says the town can't cope. We are now aware of a new development that's been proposed that is in fact going up right behind our house. Um, and that's a waiting planning permission. There's a big protest against this and one of the things, one of the reasons against it is because of the infrastructure of uh, Stockfold that can't support any more homes as it is at the moment. And this is one element of that infrastructure problem is the lack of school places. 
The Education Secretary, Nicky Morgan, is expected to approve the first new grammar school site for 50 years. The school will open in Sevenoaks in Kent. It will get round a law against new grammar schools by operating as an annex of an existing school. 21 Labour MPs defied the party leadership last night during a vote on George Osborne's fiscal charter in the Commons. They abstained, ignoring a three-line whip to vote against the charter. Luton's Labour MPs, Kelvin Hopkins and Gavin Shuker, did, though, both vote against. Britain's largest retailer, Harvard-based Tesco, has announced it's abandoning 14 proposed sites for supermarkets and selling the land for housing for £250 million. The sites are across London and the south-east and include a site on London Road in St Albans. More from the BBC's Adam Parsons. Looks like about 10,000 homes, as well as various other things, are going to end up being built on these sites, subject, of course, to, to planning permission. And being sold to a real estate investment management company uh, called Maya Bergman. In sport, England have moved on to 99 without loss on day three of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. And Boreham Wood have named Luke Garrard as manager, making the 30-year-old the youngest boss in England's top five divisions. The weather, a mixture of sunshine and showers with a chilly breeze, a maximum temperature 13 degrees Celsius. And you can get the latest news and sport online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. Oh man, it's a busy show, busy show. So, <clears throat> these are the things uh, that we've got cooking on the hob at the moment. Do you want to dip your spoon in, have a little taste, see if it's too spicy for you? When have you palmed off someone's uh, lyrics as your own? We've heard people doing it to get jobs, to impress girls, for schoolwork. 03 459 455 555. I watched The Rescuers after genuinely anticipating it for 35 years. It came out in 1977, right? It was was rubbish. The backgrounds didn't move. It was one of those lazy late 70s Disney cartoons where they just gave up. When have you been disappointed by something you've been really, really excited about? And, I mean, this kind of only works if you were listening earlier on, but um, you're the dad who's kid has got a school place but it's eight miles away and it will be tricky to get there it will be tricky it will be tricky to get there and pick her up any sympathy there's a little bit of sympathy oh three four five nine four double five five double five and in a bit i'll play you uh, i got a scam phone call yeah i think it was yesterday oh it was fun oh it was fun across beds hearts and bucks recorded this it. is bbc three counties radio I recorded it, and I'll play... Um, well, hopefully Kelly's cut all of the swearing out. She has, yes. <laughs> it's a little bit... It was not my best moment. I, afterwards, you think of all these things you could have said, but... Um, the fact you recorded it at all is yeah, good thinking. Thank you very much indeed. Now, a former Hertfordshire policeman has been found guilty at St Albans Crown Court of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. The victim, who is now 60 years old, only came forward in 2013 after seeing news reports about the Jimmy Savile sex scandal. In the last hour, we heard from um, uh, John Silverman, Professor of Media and Criminal Justice at the University of Bedfordshire. Well, now it's uh, Gabrielle Shaw, Chief Executive of the National Association for People Abused in childhood. Uh, morning, Gabrielle. There are some people who might um, suggest, well, this, this happened 45 years ago. She was 15. Why are we pursuing an old man? Good morning. Well, the, the answer to that one is because it's not historic for the victim. She has, it happened a long, long time ago. But that, does, that doesn't mean anything when you're living with it for your whole life. So, and that's the reason. And to get justice, that's the reason that we pursue it and should be pursuing it. Um, 
Police resources, and I'm, I'm kind of playing devil's advocate just to put my cards on the table, yeah. but, you know, it's kind of <laughs> not my job. But, you know, police resources are stretched. Um, there's no evidence that this guy did this to anyone else. It was, you know, could, could be a one-off. Why is, why is it so important for A, society, and B, the victim, that this person gets prosecuted? There's a couple of um, answers to that. First, for society, I think we need to recognise how much that we failed our victims and survivors in the past. Um, we know that when survivors tried to come forward years ago, they weren't believed. They were, they were thought of, of fantasists, of liars, etc. So we've got to right that wrong. And I think that's why the police have acknowledged um, that their failings in the past and that they're putting the resources now to try and treat survivors and treat victims and do the proper investigations that should have been done years ago. And for the, uh, for the victim as well, it's, it's important to, to maybe flip that on its head slightly. This man evaded justice for over 45 years. He presented himself as a decent man when, if people had known his behaviour in the past, his life would have been very different. His victim has pay, paid the price for 45 years, so why should we, we feel sorry and give that kind of benefit of the doubt to the, uh, to the abuser now? Have you read, I tell you what I'm reading at the moment, I got it from the library, it's, it's a fascinating and excellent read and it's really making me think about, you know, what, you know, my ideas around all this stuff. Have you read the Paul Gambaccini book? Um, no, I've heard of it, yeah, it's on my, my two reading Yeah, list. it's good, it's good actually, it's, it, it, he's writing very honestly and openly, basically he kept a diary for the whole year, he was in, uh, yeah, uh, under investigation right. under Operation Utree where he was accused of um, um, uh, abusing two young lads, I think between the ages of 14 and 17, found not a shred of, of, of evidence about it, not one piece of truth. They were, they were fantasists and not guilty in the slightest. Um, and he raises uh, the, the interesting point, and then we're going off on a slight tangent. I hope you don't yeah. mind, Gabrielle. We'll just, okay. just kick some ideas around. He poses the point that... Um, it's inappropriate that after Savile, there was kind of a lot of bandwagon jumping in terms of the police and the authorities wanting to make prosecutions. And the, the, the uh, people accused of historic, again, that, that word in inverted commas, uh, child sex abuse should um, should remain anonymous and it shouldn't be dragged out in the, in, in, into the public. And he cites... Um, um, uh, Ken Barlow, um, 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 Kevin, uh, Kevin Webster from Coronation yeah. Street. Then on. Yeah. He cites all this. I, I just wondered what your thoughts were on that, because it's really making me question what I believe about that. Uh, that's a really good point, and it is a, it's a complex issue. And I think what we've found over the last last few days, you know, with this whole you know, Leon Britton, Tom Watson thing, that mm. some, sometimes the the, the um, it can all get bound up in slight, you know, political point scoring. Yep. And needs to come back. So the question of anonymity is, is a really, really good one. Um, from a NAPAC perspective, I mean, just to, put, to play devil's advocate to your devil's yeah, advocate, go on. As, as it were, um, we know that abusers really only have one victim. Um, it's much more common than mm. there are multiple victims. And because this happened sometimes many, many years in the past, there's no crime scene, there's no kind of that, that physical evidence of a, re of a more recent crime, the key point is corroboration, which means other victims coming forward Forward, or hearing about this, yes, that actually happened to me too. And, and if the accounts match up, the evidence matches up, that's where the evidence comes. But also to note, it's not just corroboration from victims, it's also for, um, for those accused. So if, you know, if, if someone has been 
accused, well, actually, my friend, my friends or my colleagues can say that I wasn't at that place at that time, mm. etc. If you don't have, um, if, if, there, if there is anonymity, there's no chance of the, that kind of collaboration on for both sides to come forward. And it's only by that, like, Jimmy Savile and others were, um, were, were investigated and found guilty through that. But um, the Paul Gambaccini case, and I know there have been other, others too, false accusations do no one any favours. I mean, they don't survivors don't help anyone else. And that, 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 yeah, and he, d- he didn't work for over a year, you know. And because um, yeah. someone, could, someone could go to the police now and say, hey, Ian Lee um, sexually abused me when I was 14. Rightfully, that would be investigated. Yes. But the consequences would be, I wouldn't work for a year, 18 months. I'd get dropped from here immediately. I'd, I'd, you know, I'd have to probably sell my house to pay court fees. Oh God, this is so hard to say without saying. I don't want to. Say, the phrase that's in my head is, "It's a little. It feels a little one-sided." But then that sounds really cold. <laughs> no, it does. Do you know what I mean? I, no, I do know. I don't do it. And yeah, there's no. I think, oh gosh, I wish there was an easy answer to this. Yeah. But oh, I, think, I know there's not. Yeah. But, but for so long, and I think and just the just ask people and just to think of it for so for many many years, and we hear this on the NAPAC um, support line, which people can call for free and confidential advice and support. That people hold this for years and years and years, and you know, it's. it's that they they weren't believed and their lives are put on hold and they're and they're struggling for all these years too. So, but, but then hearing myself talk, it comes down to well, you know, who who's got them sort of the mm. more the more moral right? And it's it's a balance that we struggle with, I think. But for, for a long time, the balance was very very skewed. Yeah. It's coming back the other way now, but now as society, we need to think where do we want it placed. And boy, oh boy, isn't all of the um, the political mudslinging around oh, the Tom yeah. Watson Liam Britton thing? I just awful did these it weird really... weird irrelevant headlines about tom watson's family and about how he should have he, he asked for an investigation that he asked for an investigation yeah. because there have been rumors heard that's all Absolutely, and it's, it's, and this is what we're looking on. aghast, actually, because I think what's being lost here is that kind of that we, we need to take bring it back to a much more measured approach. Let the police do their job. Let these investigations go on. So don't try and run because run them run the investigation for the police and the constant media commentary or political point scoring commentary. Because otherwise, we 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 risk losing the objective truth, and that should be at the heart of this. Gabrielle, really nice to talk to you. And thanks for I'm just it's all just in my head because I'm halfway through this Gambaccini but read it it's a it's a really cracking read and i'm just you know it, it's making me question what i think about i thought i knew uh, uh, thank you gabrielle shaw chief exec of uh, of napac uh, national association of people of using childhood i thought i knew catherine what i uh, what my um I, I had clearly defined what i thought about anonymity in relation to child abuse sex cases and um you tree and all of these things and the gambaccini book is totally making me question everything that i i thought i'd i'd already you know kind of established in my thought pattern i don't I I don't have a clue, it turns out, about what is right or wrong in that thing. It's it's a minefield. And he cites Nigel Evans as well, who was... You know the Nigel Evans case, right? He was an MP or something, I don't know, who got accused of rape. Three of his, his victims, in inverted commas, were in court saying, well, yeah, no, I don't think he did anything wrong. And I didn't I didn't want to come to court with this. I just want... I, I was happy to give evidence, but I didn't... Th- I don't think that I've been abused so in any what, way they whatsoever. were nudged they were nudged yeah. towards court the police the police said according to gambaccino gambo's book the police said yeah we'll decide whether a crime's been committed or Gosh. not it's incredible it's such a good read i would you know I'd, I'd love to get him on but i'm sure he's, he's busy you know looking at the american charts from 1973 and listening to tavares uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's such a good book uh, i would lend it to you but that would be like subletting my council flat so unfortunately i am i'm unable to uh, to do these things. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the telephone number. Oh, but Pat and Houghton. I thought Pat and Houghton Regis just said the the bike things was was getting better. He says it's getting worse. 
The off-road motorcyclists are still out and about in Houghton Regis, and I don't now bother to phone the police. Well, you should phone the police, Pat. The fellow we had on said they're getting less phone calls. You, they don't want know if you don't phone them. Why did the police give the offenders a warning? They're also committing traffic offences. Uh, do your job, Beds Police, for a change. I thought. Well, they can only do that if you phone them. You got to phone them, mate. You got to phone them, innit? Instead of phoning up Roberto, and um, I've heard that trail, Pat. Yeah, I we know, know you've been seeing someone I else. I know what you get up to in your spare time, Pat. You listen to the Roberto Peroni show on BBC Three Counties Radio. Any other texts before we Yeah, we've got um, some going back to the school story that we discussed earlier on. The chap who's um, moved to a new place, Stockfold. There are three lower schools oh, in the area. Name, yeah. He can't get a, he can't get a, a place for his daughter at any of them. She's been given a place eight miles away and the councillor said we, she can have a taxi there. She's five-year-old. He's old. I wouldn't put a five-year-old in no. a taxi on their own. Not at all. No, I wouldn't either. Um, some suggestions here. Carol from Watford. The mother can become the passenger assistant for the taxi company that takes her child and also get paid for it. At least that's what happens in Hertfordshire. Mm. She can do the job as long as her child's the only one in the taxi. If more kids, then she'll need DBS checking. That's okay. from County Watford. Um, and Janet says, we would all like to have everything at our fingertips, but we have to compromise, says Janet. If I got a phone call now saying, Mr Lee, I mean, the... the, the, the uh, well, no, the, the youngest starts school now. Eldest starts school now. Uh, say, Mr Lee, we can't get hold of your wife and your boy is sick. Well, I would, you know... You, well, happen, uh, any happened to dec- me on Monday, didn't it? Well, exactly. Any decent employer would go, all right, off you go, off you go, and, you know, you come and sit in here, and we, you, that, that's kind of what happens. And I'm... I'm 40 miles away. I'm 40 miles away from my boy right now, but I'd go and... I'd, I'd do it. I'd say, all right, well, you keep him in the nurse's room or you keep him in the headmaster's they office. They don't and- kick them out, do they? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you're contaminated. Out you go. You find them slumped by the school gates with vomit running down there. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Um, right, BBC Three Counties Radio, let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards, and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. It's slow on the M1 southbound because of an accident between Junction 15 for Northampton and 14 for Milton Keynes. It has been reopened, but it is still very busy. And the A1M is very busy northbound after an accident happened at Junction 3 for St Albans towards Junction 4 for Welling Garden City. It's very slow through there, although all the lanes are open again too with the accident on the hard shoulder. On the A10 into London and Enfield, it's very slow from Baltimore Lane towards Southbury Road towards the roadworks at Carter Hatch Lane. And the A1 Great North Road is still very slow because of it being partially blocked on the Black Cat roundabout. That's caused southbound delays from the Kimbolton turnoff and also it's very slow from Roxton towards the Black Cat roundabout and on the train departure boards there are no reported problems at the moment. Samantha Ruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Thank you Sammy. 8.16, Thursday the 15th of October, I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. A family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And Tesco has announced it's abandoning 14 proposed sites. Local supermarket chain Tesco, is that right? Are they still local? Hertfordshire-based Tesco, Hertfordshire-based Tesco has announced it's abandoning 14 proposed sites for supermarkets and selling the land for housing. They include a site on London Road in St Albans. If you've missed any of the programmes here on BBC Three Counties Radio, you've missed things like this. Earlier we heard from Brian Paul, this time it's Gatesy, Gareth Gates. So Gareth is currently on tour with Mad About the Musicals. 
out there is a way you can hear it all again. Treasure Quest. Right, okay, so Tim and Annabelle have both managed to find their starting location. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. The way it's going to work today, we're going to chat. You call up if you want. You just kind of join in the conversation. Allowing you to listen to what you missed. BBC introducing live across the three counties over the next hour. We'll be playing you the best music being made here in beds, hearts and bucks. bbc.co.uk slash three counties radio. Oh, we got Mark Mason coming on. Now, who he? Catherine. Yeah. I mentioned this book and you go, what you got him on for? He's brilliant. And I've, I've not read this book because I'm, I'm, I've just finished me Ray Davis. I'm doing my gambo. This is the next book on the thing. This is a man who's obsessed oh. with postcodes. Well, no. he's he, The thing is, right, because his books... He's written, this is the third book that I'm aware of that he's written, and you kind of look at it and you go, uh, but they're, they're brilliant. The first one was, he, um, again, it, <laughs> I, can't, I can't sell it. He wrote um, a book about walking all of the tube lines of London. So he walks from station to station. Yep. And I know it sounds dull, but it's not as brilliant. The second book, which was a, a tour de force, and he can put that on the paperback edition if he wants. Tour de force, Ian Lee. Um, was him travelling from Land's End to John O'Groats, on buses, not co- not like coaches, on Apple coaches, on buses, like getting the proper, you know, you what get with numbers on, with numbers on, and it's brilliant. It's brilliant. It's poor wife. Anyway, <laughs> his he, poor wife, or she's glad to have him out of the house. He's now written um, um, a book about postcodes. Uh, it's <laughs> honestly, it's it's um, honestly, he's he's brilliant. Trust me, trust me. Well, I'll have to. Thank you very much indeed. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four. Anyway, he's coming on in a little bit. Is the the point I'm trying to get to now? A family from Bedfordshire say they'd rather homeschool their five-year-old daughter than send her on her own in a taxi to the nearest school that's got places. Owen and Annette Andrews say they were left with no choice after moving to Stockfold and finding there was no space at the three lower schools in the town. Central Beds Council did offer to pay for a taxi to take their daughter to a school ten minutes away, but they say she's too young to travel alone. And you know what? I completely agree. It's not the first time we've heard of a shortage of spaces in Stockfold. Last April, 20 families were denied places. Uh, let's speak to Graham Lawler. He's a former teacher and a broadcaster on education issues. I wouldn't put a five-year-old in a cab on their own, Graham. No, no, would I. I think it's a ridiculous idea. Um, it, the, the, the problem is there aren't enough school places, are there? And we can all huff and we can puff, but that's not going to change any time soon, is it? No, but they've had five years. These politicians, these people in charge, this child has been alive for five years. Right? Now, there is an argument, in all fairness, that says, well, we've also got immigrants coming into the country from Europe, and huh? um, that has had an effect on public services, and it has. But the fact of the matter is, we've known these children are there. Yeah. We're now in a situation with primary and going into secondary, where we've got bulges going through. We're talking now about having secondary schools of 16 form entries. They're going to be huge warehouses. We were talking a couple of years ago, there was a serious talk about taking old, over old MFI stores and turning them into schools. And Blimey. yet, this is the same government, Ian, yeah. who have built extra schools in the Midlands and up north. They've built, for instance, there's a, an extra school gone into Warwickshire, yeah. a preschool. There's no shortage of places in Warwickshire. It's to create competition. There's a school up in Hull that had to close down because it couldn't attract enough people. And we need those schools in the southeast. Yeah. Now, there's an overview here that's gone wrong. And, uh, I, you know, we've spoken before. I don't bang a drum for any political party. I plague on all their houses. And, and I blame politicians of all colours about this. But here in the three counties, we have a need. And yet there's at least £7 million being spent elsewhere where they don't have a need. And um, as an overview, I think is wrong. 
We can't. You're not knocking them though for building schools up north, are you? I mean, we, surely it's, we should we should applaud the schools that are built up north and say, yeah, we'd like some of those down here as well, please. Well, the fact of the matter is, there was no need. There was there wasn't a shortage of places. Well, there's We've no there's no need there's no need yet. But as you say, with uh, with the immigrants and with you know with people shifting around, th- maybe there maybe we could say that they are anticipating a potential need <laughs> in the future. Let's let's give them the let's give them the benefit of the doubt. But you're right; it doesn't detract from the fact that we yes we would like more schools down here, please, yeah. because there obviously aren't enough, are there? No, they're not enough at all. And the fact is, you've got five years to plan for this. And when you've got five-year-olds rising, and bearing in mind, the other thing that gets my goat, it really does get my goat, when politicians of all parties are talking about public spending, this isn't, we shouldn't think of this as public spending. We're investing in our children. Yep. These children could be, get, get this, this five-year-old could be in the workplace in 2080. We don't know what 2080 is going to be like, but this little one Jet could still be, if the retirement age goes up, which is quite reasonable, um, as life expectancy goes up to, say, 75, this youngster could still be working in 2080, and this youngster deserves the best education that's going, and they're not getting it. Is the, the, are are the, the, the family in this and other cases like this, though, being a little bit obtuse? Yes, we'd like more schools. We ain't got them at the moment, and we have to deal with what we've got. Um... And we kind of just have to work around those things, don't we? Whether it's changing our work patterns, whether it's, you know, um, one of the parents dropping the kid off at school and then hanging around all day and then coming... We, we kind of have to work with what we're given, don't we? Well, yes, you have to do that. And, you know, there are lots of um, places where people do uh, send their children on, um, you know, up to an hour, hour, two hours journey. Yeah. But, um, you know, you asked me, would I put a five-year-old in a cab on their own? No, I wouldn't. And, you know, a child's mind is like a piece of plasticine and it's smooth and it can be easily dented. And once it's dented, it's a devil's own job to get that dent out again. And that child needs security. They need to know that they're loved and that they're cared for. And putting them into a cab and sending them off somewhere else can be traumatic. If there's somebody oh, traveling yeah. with a child, maybe that's different. Oh, but yes. the fact comes back to this is poor planning. And that means that the people in charge need to be held accountable. This isn't good enough. And homeschooling's rubbish, isn't it? Well, not necessarily. It can be. It depends. Um, the point is that people get wrong. Um, you, people say, oh, the law says you have to go to school. It doesn't. The law says you have to have education. Yeah. And that means you can teach your children at home. You're quite legally entitled to do so. But you can also be inspected at home and you can be found wanting. You you can have inspectors come round to see what provision you are providing for your child. And not healthy for, you know, I wouldn't have thought it's it's healthy for the kid because part of school is not just about sitting there with your books and learning your maths. It's like going out in the playground and, yeah. and getting into scrapes and playing games and using yeah. fantasy. And, um, you know, is, that, that's what school is about as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's socialisation. It's actually getting used to working with other people and getting, growing up with people of the opposite sex is another part of it. Mm-hmm. Now, what the homeschoolers do is they come together in, they have like camps away and they, they argue oh. that they deal with the socialisation issues that way. Yeah. Um, but there's a big homeschool movement across England and it's growing in popularity. Um, they don't necessarily take exams. They produce coursework and things like that and they, they then go off and there are, there's clear evidence of kids who've gone off and gone through university and got good degrees from homeschooling. So, but but they're, they're weird kids though, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> they're weird kids. Come on, Graham. No, no, I'm, I'm being unfair. I'm being unfair. 
Graham, listen, it's great to talk to you. Thank you very much. I appreciate um, your honesty. Graham Lawler, former teacher, broadcaster in education issues. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. So I was at home. It was two days ago. The phone rang. I was trying to have a cheeky little dose. The home phone rang. Nobody knows my home phone number. Not even this guy. Do you know it? Yeah. I don't know it. I've, I've got it under my on my phone as home. I don't know what the number is. I phoned you up the other day to try and help with a security problem with your computer. <laughs> so I got this phone call, right? And the first thing I did was I told the woman to F off. Because yeah, it was rude. obviously a scam. I said, F off. She went, what, sorry, what did you say? And I went, oh, hang on a minute. I'm just going to go to the bedroom and record it. So this is what happened yesterday. And I pray to God that Kelly's bleeped all the swears. My name is Shannon Lee And I'm calling you from the department of the Take Help Line. Our company name is the Tech Helpline, and we are the security and the service provider for all the Microsoft and Apple platform computers. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. What what how, what can I do for you today? Like, so whenever you are browsing the internet from your computer, few unsecured foreign links are getting the access to your computer. Oh, blimey. And they are hampering the total security and the service part of the computer in a very high level. So as you are not aware about all these things, that is why you are receiving the call from our end. Am I clear? Uh, you are very, very clear. Not in, in intent or word or deed, but otherwise, yes. What, what, how can you help me and how can I help you? All right. I will provide you the steps through which you have to check the administrative part of your computer. Yeah. And you will understand that what is the current status of your computer. Okay, I've literally and no idea what you're saying, that. but let's continue. Yes. Mm-hmm. You are going on in front of a computer? Yes. All right. Your computer is turned on, right? The computer is turned on, yes. Can you tell that from there? I beg your pardon? You can tell that from there, can you? Yeah, obviously. You can see that my computer's turned on. Brilliant. Your computer is turned on or not. I will tell you from there. Okay, brilliant. Tell me. Sir, you can see the normal icons of your computer? Yes. Now concentrate on the keyboard at the extreme left-hand bottom corner of your keyboard. I'm concentrating on it, yes. Yes. What? At the extreme left-hand bottom corner of your keyboard. What key is there? Uh, it is the command key. It is the command key. It is the control key, sir. That's it, yes. Next to that? What, what, why, sorry, why do you need to know what keys I have on my keyboard? Obviously, sir. Keyboard is the main thing which you have to follow the steps. Yes. Keyboard has the main part of from there. Yes, yes. Well, Where, what, what's the name of your company yes, again? Keyboard. What's the name of your company? Tech Helpline. And whereabouts are you based? West Midlands Coventry. West Midlands Coventry? Yes. Okay. And what's my name? Your name is Upton. Mr. C. Upton. It, my name is Upton. Yes. Okay, no, fair play, you've got me there. And sorry, so what, what, I don't, I, what are you going to do for me? Because I was on the computer earlier and it was, it was working fine. All right, I do understand, sir, but it might be working fine from the, uh, like, uh... What's it like in, in, Co- where, where did you say you were? Coventry, West Midlands Coventry? Yes. I know that area very well, I used to work there. Whereabouts? It's on the Dolsan building. The what, sir? Globeside Building. Ah, the Globeside Building. Okay, and um, and how long have you been working there for? Uh, 
from last 15 years. Last 15 years. And do you, so do you live locally then? All right, so just hold on for a second. I'm giving this call to one of my senior supervisors. Ah, almost as if you know that I know it's bullshit, but okay. Hello. A very good afternoon, sir. Well, my name is Sean. I'm one of the senior technical supervisors. Ah, fantastic. Now, can you let me know what exactly can you see on your computer screen right now? Whereabouts are you based, Sean? Well, we are based out of Cambridge. Oh. Oh, because the last lady just said that you were based in West Midlands, Coventry. Huh? Who said that? The, the lady we just spoke to, and she just said that she'd been working there for the last 15 years. It's almost, Sean, and you'll, you'll forgive me for this, it's almost as if you're all talking out of your eyes, and this is bull****, and this is just a scam to rip off... I'm going to go there and shove it up your alright? Now hang up the call. No, you hang up. You call me, Sean. Sean? Sean? Sean hung up. Travel news for beds, hearts and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are delays on the M1 southbound from Junction 15 from Northampton to 14 from Milton Keynes because of an accident. All the lanes are open again, but it's very slow still. And the A1M northbound is very busy too from Junction 4 for Wellington City 3 for St Albans because of an accident that happened earlier. On the M25, it's slow from Junction 21 for the M1 to 15 for the M4. And in Beaconsfield on Amersham Road, it's busy from Bartrells Lane to the A40 London Road. And the A10 is slow southbound through the roadworks from Bosmore Lane to Southbury Road because of the roadworks at Cartatch Lane. On the train departure boards are in a delay showing up at the moment. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Across beds, hearts and bugs. This is BBC Three Counties Radio. It's 8.30, I'm Simon Oxley. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. A family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. And Tesco has announced it's abandoning 14 proposed sites for supermarkets and selling the land for housing. They include a site on London Road in St Albans. Three Counties Sports. BBC Three Counties Radio. England have lost their first wicket on day three of the first test against Pakistan in Abu Dhabi. They resumed on 56 without loss. A short while ago, they'd moved on to 116 for one, with Moeen Ali out for 35. Captain Alistair Cook is 74 not out. That's in reply to Pakistan's 523 for eight. In football, Boreham Wood have named Luke Garrard as manager, making him the youngest boss in England's top five divisions. The 30-year-old was assistant to Ian Allenson, who resigned on Monday. He took caretaker charge for Tuesday night's National League defeat to Aldershot. The cost of watching football in Britain has dropped or remained the same for the majority of fans, according to a study by the BBC. The annual Price of Football study found two-thirds of Premier League tickets were frozen or reduced in price. However, the price of replica shirts has increased and there are more and more of them on the shelves, as Ben Smith explains. A lot of clubs were committed to a deal a few years ago where they didn't change their home shirt and away shirt every season. That deal's now gone. So over the last 12 months, 50 new shirts have come out in the Premier League. That's every single club changing their home and away shirt and 10 of them changing their third shirt 
The Scottish Rugby Union are yet to decide whether or not to appeal against the three-week suspensions handed to Johnny Gray and Ross Ford, which have ruled them out of the rest of the Rugby World Cup, and Wales will name their team later today to play South Africa in Saturday's quarter-final at Twickenham. BBC Three Counties News and Sport, the next full bulletin is at nine. This is Ian Lee on BBC Three Counties Radio. Ah, your boyfriend. That's nice to know. Oh three four five nine four double five five double five is the uh, telephone number. If you want to uh, give us a call, then you're more than welcome to. Now, Catherine. Yeah. You honestly, this is bit. Uh, this is going to be a. This, this was a tough sell. And when I said no, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say this out of the air because when I said I want to get my friend Mark on, you're like, oh, really? Well, it's the way you tell him. I said, okay, right. so who's this guy? And you know, and you know, you've never let me down in the past. No, I, well, that's I, why I'm waiting for the the time you do. I, I will never let you down, Mark Mason. Right, I interviewed him when I was um, uh, filling in at BBC London. They gave me a chance to go there. They won't ask me back now. Because no, you said a rude Although, word. Well, no, all I did was I changed the title of Last Train to Clarksville to Last Train to Fartsville. And they said, we don't like that here. Blacklisted. <laughs> anyway, when I was there, I got to interview this bloke called Mark Mason, right? Who'd written this book that the geeky part of me went. Oh, now I don't like those books, okay? Mark's on the line. Let's bring him into the conversation. Morning, Mark. Hi, Mark. Ian, I feel like I'm a defendant in the dock here. You are. You are, mate. Listen, don't let me down. I've had to to, to bat hard for you. Oh, that that came out wrong. No. Listen, when um, the the first time we met, you were talking about... Now, it was the book... I can't remember the title of it. It was the book about walking the underground, wasn't it? That was Walk the Lines, yeah. Walk the Lines. Now, immediately, the geeky part of me went... Oh, this sounds good. I don't like those books, Mark, those challenge books where it's um, like, you know, around walking around Ireland with a fridge. It was the I guy. I know what you mean, Ian. I know what you mean. And that's, that's why, and I can understand Catherine's scepticism, I have to say, Catherine. <laughs> I, I appreciate your, and in fact, my partner just came downstairs having heard what you were saying and she said, yeah, poor me indeed. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Do you know why? But it's not Cause... about the challenge, it's about okay. the facts. For instance, with this, I mean, the Walk the Lines book is a book about London and the device, there have been tens of thousands of books about London. What are you going to do that's different? Yeah. I walk the whole tube system over ground. It's packed with lots of my reflections on London, lots of trivia about London. This one, it's not about the postcode areas. This, one, right, this one's called Mail... Because the, the, the Walk in the Lines one is also about you being very, very tired and having sore feet. There's lots of it is about him having sore, wet feet, I seem to remember. <laughs> this one, Mail Obsession, this is, this is um, a journey around Britain. Now, this is what put Catherine off. And I know that you have a, 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 a partner who, I guess we'll get onto that in a minute, tolerates your indulgences. He does, yeah. The subtitle is A Journey Around Britain by Postcode. Now, I'm having... looking for a way of doing there's a load of trivia about Britain. Instead of just saying there's loads of incredible history and trivia yeah. and facts and curious tales about Britain, just let's just put them all in a book. You need a device. And I realised there are 124 no. postcode areas. See, already country. I'm in. Already I'm in with that geeky number. I'm in, yeah. You see, it's about the right sort of number. If there was 1,000, it'd be too many for a book. If there were 12, it wouldn't be enough. 124. So I've taken... I've gone around the country and gone, uh, taken at least one fact, in most cases it's more than one, but at least one fact from each area. For instance, in your manor, on Here your patch... Here we go. He's, make, he's good. He knows how to work it. He knows how to work it. Go on. Well, what reminded me of this, thing was that one of your uh, listeners has tweeted, he very kindly tweeted I was coming out, and one of them replied, yeah, I'm in MK, the Milton Keynes postcode area. Yeah. Now, your fact about that is that Acts of Parliament are still written on genuine vellum... And the place that the authorities get it from, which costs £130,000 a year, is in Milton Keynes. The 
fern that makes the vellum, which is a bit like parchment. It's one of those very old-fashioned I was about things. to ask, what the hell is vellum? We're all vellum sat here going, oh, what? It's basically animal skin. Um, oh, what? Uh, parchment and vellum are basically the same sort of stuff. Yeah. And, goes, well, uh, and, you know, back in centuries past, they used to write it up and roll it up on these things. They still do it. And there was a move a couple of years ago that said, look, this is ridiculously old-fashioned. When we pass a new Act of Parliament, we don't have to write it out on one of these. But they still do it, and they roll it up, and there's a, te- there's a room, temperature-controlled room at Parliament, 16.5 degrees centigrade. What? If you want a fact, Ian, I think the geek in you might like that. Thank you, sir. My ears you, are pricked um, up. It's stored there. The longest act ever was the 1782 Land Tax Act. If you unroll that, it's a quarter of a mile long. Oh, come on! There's yeah, a, it's, and it's, it's made of animal skin! It's longer than Parliament, if you Oh, flipping it. <laughs> and so every act, like, even what if they... The, 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 I can't think of any recent acts, as I'm not p- politically minded. But if they made an act today, that would go, they'd have to go to Milton Keynes, get this vellum, and then write it on there. Yeah, they don't go to Milton Keynes to do the writing yet. I no. think Milton Keynes sent it. But yeah, they, and then, so there's that sort of stuff. So there's like, yeah, historical stuff like that. Another fact from your patch, and it's, yeah. I think, I promise you, I'm not just saying this in every interview I do about the book. <laughs> I promise you, Ian, this is one of my favourite facts in the book. Okay. The, the LU, Luton postcode area. Okay, local and vocal, yes. Nick Owen, as in dear old Nick, who used to be on the sofa with Anne Diamond. Anne Nick, Nick yes. Of course, a lot of people around the Luton area will know that Nick Owen is a big Luton Town fan. And there is indeed a Nick Owen lounge at Luton Town's football club at the ground. Mm-hmm. Nick Owen was once refused entry to yeah, the Nick was. Owen lounge at <laughs> ground. You see, Catherine, you're in now. I remember this. Now, why, oh, hang on a second, Mark. Let's just see if this tallies up, OK? Catherine, why was Nick Owen refused entry to the Nick Owen lounge? Was he drunk and swearing no, again? No, it was Chocker. They didn't recognise him, clearly. It was Chocker Block. <laughs> is that true, Mark? Absolutely true. And I checked it with Nick. I said, I really want this to be true. Nick. He said, I promise you it's true. He was with his three sons. Yeah. Absolutely chocker. The Neanderthal security guard on the door didn't know who he was. So sorry, mate, you can't come in here. Oh, fantastic. So not being, and Nick and I ended up having a long conversation about the don't you know who I am celeb stories about yeah. Nick, as you know, he's, he's not, not like that, is he? That. He just turned, he said, fair enough, walked away. And as he was about five yards away, he heard the, the Neanderthal's companion go, don't you know who that was? He says, no, I haven't got a clue. He says, his name's in three-foot letters above the red. <laughs> <laughs> now, so, how do you get... Now, listen, Mark, how do you... Because you, have you travelled around the country for this, or do you just kind of sit at home Googling stuff? How does this work? Well, a lot of it I knew anyway. Um, uh, but do you know what? The book is... It really is a travel book. One of the joys of, of doing this sort of stuff is that you get to see all the, the bizarre... You overhear stuff. Yeah. I heard a woman in Manchester, I was just up in Manchester researching some of the facts, and there was a student there, university student in Manchester, and she's, the only thing I heard her say as I walked past her, she was her and her friend, and she said to her friend, my mum is so hormonal at the moment. And, you know, those beautiful little snippets of conversation, and the signs you hear, there was a cafe in Wales I went past, <laughs> and it was called the Carousel, this cafe. Yeah. But they'd misspelled it for a start, and then the C had fallen off. So you're actually confronted oh, no. with the cafe arousal. <laughs> <laughs> and this is so, the joy. The, the, the book in between this one and Walk the Lines is Move Along, Please. And I've, have I got this right? So while since I read this, this is where you travel from Land's End to John O'Groats by, like, public transport. Bus, just yeah. buses. Just local buses. It's 50, I forget the number now, it's 50, uh, 40-odd local buses to and, nine days. And again, it's the same sort of thing, you know, it's the little things you overhear and the... the the things you see in people's conversation. My favourite ever one was from the Tube book, yeah. um, which was the guy on his mobile in Walthamstow. The only sentence I heard this guy say was, it'll be an hour and a half before I'm in Romford, Matilda. If you can have a bath, have a bath now. <laughs> Crikey. <laughs> and you think, 
conversation is that sentence part of? <laughs> and you do, you do have a partner, and I do, you know, you kind of allude to <laughs> really? the partner. Yes, honestly, I do. Still, yeah, I know. <laughs> and you kind of how. <laughs> How do they? Are they just happy to see the back of you for two weeks? While you, I'm off on another adventure, I'll see you in a fortnight. Fingers Good. crossed. How, how do they put? How do they put up with it? And then, then we had um, the child from hell, who's now six years old. So oh, slightly now that if I go off for a few days, she's saying I'll go over to the childcare on my own. Uh, yeah. No, yes, yeah, she's by and large the only reason we're still together is that we see so little of each other. Yeah. I think you'll find that's a, that's a secret in a lot of relationships here. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think I, I, I think it might be. Um, <laughs> Is it well, okay? So you've you've done this. There can't be any other um, projects of you travelling around the country. Now you've done you've done it. You've done it twice for well, goodness sakes. Leave it. There's a few ideas percolating away. I mean, there's so much. There is always so much happening. For instance, some of the ones in this yeah. book were things that happened while I was researching it. For instance, the fact that the NR yeah. Norwich postcode area yeah. is that um, the oldest human footprints ever. Found <laughs> I love out it. Outside Africa, I love it. Found, were found on a beach in Norfolk, <laughs> and it was a couple of years ago. While I was starting to research the book, they're eight hundred thousand years old. These footprints, and they were gradually washed away. And they realised it was. Um, they worked out it was a family. That what there was a group of five of them. One of them was five foot nine. The rest were shorter. They're, what direction they were walking? What time of day it would have been? They could work it all out. And I think that's one of the sort of relatively serious ones. It's quite moving to think those are our ancestors. Now, bearing in mind this is you know it's it's, it's a quarter to nine. There may still be some kids on the school run. Have you got any sex like sexy ones? And by sexy, I mean like proper sexy ones. You know, <laughs> any erotic <laughs> facts in there? Well, do you know, I'm sad enough that I find the nerdy ones sexy. Yeah. That, um, I don't know, there's, there's the modern humorous stuff like, uh, um, well, she was there again the other day. Another um, fact, not far from your patch, actually, HP for Hemel Hempstead. Yeah. Uh, Checkers, of course, is there. Yeah. And Angela Merkel was back there the other day, but the first time she went there, about a year ago, when I was just researching the book, um, Angela Merkel was sitting on the terrace at Checkers looking out over the countryside. She said, oh, what beautiful countryside you've got here. And David Cameron said, yes, Angela, and to think, if things had been different, it could all have been yours. <laughs> and apparently, people who were there said there was a tiny little pause while she worked out whether she thought it was funny or not, and then she <laughs> laughed. So, you know... Um, I, I love but, it. You know, there's, it, there's nothing too risky. I think one of, it's the, the things that the kids like yeah. are the silly ones, like the Bentley badge. Next time you see a Bentley, or yeah. go online, Google image it, the, the thing they have on the bonnet, which is um, a winged emblem. Yes. You look very, very closely. The feathers on the left-hand side, there are 10 of them. On the right-hand side, there are 11. It's one of those that, to look at it, you'd think it yeah. was symmetrical. But to trick... They've just put in a little... Are you Googling it? No, <laughs> I'm going to. Yeah, they've just put in a little fa- a fancy extra, uh, extra feather. To trick would-be forgers. When oh, they yeah. came up with the design about a century ago now, Bentley said, well, if anyone tries to copy it, we'll put in this tiny little, what you would call a mistake. Yeah. So if anyone copies it, they'll no doubt get that wrong and we'll know it's a forgery. Mark, listen, thank you for playing the game. I heard there's a brilliant um, interview with Chrissy Hind doing the round. Indulge me with this tangent for a second. Go on. Uh, where she's talking about her new book, right? It's really yeah. awkward. And the guy's going, well, tell us about this story that's in the book. She says, no, I'm I'm not, I spent years writing this book. I'm not going to tell you any of the stories that I've written about. Go and buy the book. I'll talk about it. I'm not going to t- So I appreciate you playing the game and telling us some of the facts. The book is Male Obsession, A Journey Around Britain by Postcode. This is your website, isn't it? Theimportanceofbeingtrivial.com. Yeah, that was the first non-fiction book. That was a look at why we're obsessed. And it absolutely shows you and Catherine here. It shows why it tends to be men that yeah. are obsessed with trivia and remember this stuff. Do you know what? I'm going to... tends I... to be the women, their partners, going, oh, what's all this about? By the way, I'm going to do, do a little bit of not playing the game now. Yeah. If people want to know why the Jack Russell is white, 
they have to buy the book. And that's the one I'm not going to tell you. And that's the one that's going to sell it. Everyone's going to flip it, Nick. Um, if you go to the importance of being trivial.com, I've not read that the, the trivial one, so I'm going to get that. Uh, you can get the books there. Also, Amazon and all of that. The new one is Male Obsession. Uh, it's by Mark Mason. I, I thoroughly recommend, while you're buying that, they must be cheaper now. Get Move Along, please, and walk the lines, because they're, they're cracking rates. And you're doing a few signings as well. I think I'm going to yeah. come and see you November the 3rd or something. I don't think we said. very good, Ian. Yeah, November the 3rd, Waterstones in Windsor. Brilliant. Um, if anyone's going up to London, there's a couple I'm doing in London. They can have a look on the website, importanceofbeingtrivial.com. Also, the Twitter, at walkthelinesldn. Brilliant. Uh, Mark, listen, it's so nice to talk to you, mate. And I'm so glad you write this stuff, because I, I, I genuinely I think you're absolutely brilliant. Brilliant. I really, oh, really brilliant. appreciate it. We appreciate that. Cheers. Thank you, Mark. Take care. Ta-ta. The the there you go. You see? You see? Fair enough. I told you, didn't I? Oh, it just makes me laugh. It's like proper geeky, but 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 just on the right, you know, it's on the side that everybody can embrace. It's Mark Mason there. Um, and uh, the book is Male Obsession, A Journey Round Britain by Postcode. Let's get the travel. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. The A1 Great North Road is very slow southbound approaching the Black Hat roundabout because of an accident there earlier and it's causing delays from the Kimbolton turn-off. And the A1M is slow southbound from Junction 8 for Hitchin to 7 for Stevenage. It's also busy on the M1 southbound from Junction 12 for Vlitic where the roadworks are. And the A5 southbound from Mark 8 from Lynch Hill towards the M1 at Junction 9 from Redbourne. It's looking very slow too on the speed sensors. In Beaconsfield, Amersham Road has been partially blocked by a breakdown between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road which is causing delays from Mag Lane and the A40 London Road at High Wycombe is also looking slow in both directions. There's no reported problems on the trains at the moment though. Samantha Bruff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. 8.46, Thursday the 15th of October. I'm Ian Lee. These are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. Tesco has announced it's abandoning 14 proposed sites for supermarkets and selling the land for housing. They include a site on London Road in St Albans. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. And a family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire have criticised the lack of school spaces and say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old. Let's get the weather! Beds, hearts and bucks weather. BBC Three Counties Radio. Hello, very good morning to you. It's quite a cloudy start to the day for some areas. A few pockets of brightness around, though, but temperatures are not as low as they were yesterday. Now, we are going to see some showers today, so pop your brolly in your bag if you're headed out the door right now. Uh, most of the showers will tend to be quite light. We could have see the odd sharper one, perhaps towards parts of Hertfordshire in particular. Top temperatures today, only up to a fairly cool 12 or 13 Celsius. That's 55 in Fahrenheit. And uh, that rather chilly northeasterly breeze is still going to be with us as well. Now, as we head through into this evening and overnight, the showers will gradually fade away. I think. Uh, temperatures again down to around 7 or 8 degrees Celsius. Good few clear spells but an awful lot of cloud overnight too. And then tomorrow probably a dry day but it will feel really rather cloudy. Again a few pockets of brightness here and there. Top temperatures 12 or 13 Celsius and the wind is going to pick up as well so really quite cool and exposure to that. No big changes over the course of the weekend but there will be a few showers at times. That's the forecast. Cheers, Elizabeth. Every weekday from three. It's not just about what we bring you. Starting off on the M25, it's particularly heavy moving anti-clockwise. It's also about what you bring us. In the end, I could only eat off my ironing board. Your stories. Every room in the house was just... I was climbing over mountains of rubbish. Your humour. There's a reason why you earn the big bucks, you see. That sort of insightful comment is exactly right. Your opinions. Well, the culture's got to change because the police can't do it and the, uh, the traffic wardens are so busy. 
So the culture has to change. I think parents do change into uh, different human beings when they are picking their kids up. Roberto Peroni. And everyone across beds, hearts and bucks. Weekdays from three on BBC Three Counties Radio. There we go. We just sold, we just sold at least three books. Rebecca says she's just ordered one. Um, and there's two people on Twitter, so they just ordered one. So there you go. We just sold two books. Did we get a kickback from that? No, but I did get a free book. I mean, I just uh, no, I got a press copy, a press copy. Oh, right. okay. I was sent a press copy. Works, yes. Yes. Of course, it's how it works. Well, like, what about me? But I, the thing is, we get sent free books all the time. Kelly got sent a free book about like ladies or something from history. I always get sent stuff like that. But you that. get sent rubbish stuff. Yeah. Hence, BBC introducing. But, I, mm, but I'm the only one that reads. No, get sent out. I, I get sent a load of books. Most of them are rubbish, but when they're when they're good, you know, we'll we'll get them on and we'll uh, ooh, have a little bit of a. That's a good stretch. A stretch. Nice stretch there, are you? Oh, yeah. oh dear! I just saw what you look like on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, how charming! I've, 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 I've peaked. Good. It's all right. We've only got ten minutes left. There we go. Um, Kelly's leaving, by the way, so we're auditioning. But she is, this is genuine. This isn't like us always oh, doing a thing and, you know, like, you, go, you know, Paul Scorins comes and takes over. This is, this is a genuine... She's actually leaving. She's actually leaving to go and work in the canteens at BBC Coventry and Warwickshire. Warwickshire. Have you been practising your patter? Yeah. I well, yeah, yeah, kid, do you want to have a bit of that sloppy with that? Mash our chips. I'm going to be one of the miserable ones. I'm going to stand there and be like, gravy. Um, good. So That's good. I think you'll be, you'll be well, bang gravy. on. Well, you're, this is um, this is all very exciting. So we, we are auditioning for new Kelly Betts, and we've got Grumpy Jamie is coming in uh, on Monday at six o'clock. Right, Giza. Ribena Rosie's coming in. Ribena, if you want to come in to uh, Monday at seven o'clock, you're more than welcome. We'll, we'll be holding open. It's like um, it's like when one of hearsay left, yeah. and they replaced them. With um, in the end, it was a fix. They replaced him with a dancer. Do you see where this is going? It's a fix. They replaced him with um, Johnny Silver Twinkles or whatever he was called. He was Johnny a dancer. Yeah. yeah, he was a dancer for them. But they still held auditions, and that's what we're going to do. We're going to hold auditions. It'd probably be someone. I'll be honest. It'd be probably someone who works here at the BBC. What yeah. gets it? You know, that's that's the way these things go. You know, so um, we should see. But if you want to, if you want to, you can do it on the phone. If you want to come in for a bit and be Kelly Betts, you can. We've got a ten-year-old coming in as well. Oh yeah, when um, um, Wilson twenty seconds. Wilson birthday. is coming in on the twenty second. We have given him the keys to the show, and I'm going to teach him how to drive it. And I say drive it. He's going to be producing it. I'll be driving it. Oh, this is not going away. Kid, but he's going to be producing the show, and he's like he's he's already more enthusiastic than any of you two. Yeah, apparently he's not sleeping. Good. So that's good practice. I'm, I'm hoping by the time he comes in, he'll have developed a drink problem as well. <laughs> he just won't be able to put down that Kiora. Oh. Bless him. Yeah. Dealey! Boss, can I just say, Sadiq, if you are listening, oh. please, please come in to Three Counties Radio Marvelous. Monday morning. I would love to have the main man working on the programme. What okay. a legend. Well, we know that Sadiq, and uh, well, I don't know if you've reported this to the authorities yet, Sadiq has gone missing. He's gone... He has, yes. He's, gone he's, out, at, well, he's, he's out there somewhere. He's gone AWOL. <laughs> he has gone AWOL, and it really is, it's, it's a great loss, because, I mean, just just where the hell are we ever going to get someone like this? Doorbells. You know what I mean? Yep. Stetson. That's what we're looking for. If you recognise that man... Doorbells. Or... Stetson. Or together... Doorbells. Stetson. Then uh, that's, that's who we're uh, looking for. We are not looking for... One of them came up against me, I couldn't touch it. I was I'm shocked. Shock. We are not looking for that. that I miss really Leslie. Is... Yeah, I... miss Leslie. Well, OK, we're looking, for, we're looking for Leslie as well. We're not looking for this guy. I like to butter, please. I like to butcher, please. Outrageous. Like butter? Yeah. I like to butcher, please. 
It is like Chinese whispers, right? Because that's that's my youngest, and to to get there, I um he uh, I played him. And this is what he came up with. Oh no, hang on. Boy. Oh, that's something else. Daily, what have you taken to the streets? Well, you were talking about this in the first hour. Have you ever used song lyrics to woo a lady or a yep, man? Yep, 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 yep. Tough call, this one. I've never done it myself. I've never, ever sat there Mate, you ain't and lived. read out... I, no, it's, it's all from my heart. That They're my own words. I don't need song lyrics, do I? Wow, wow, OK. Well, you know, Controversial. I've taken, I've taken to the streets. Um, tough call, this one. Uh, here's what the streets had to say. Have you ever used a song, song lyrics, to woo a young lady? Come and take me by UB40. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. <laughs> and it worked? Yeah, it did yeah. work, yeah. Come and take me yeah. by UB40. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Absolute player, thank you. Okay, you're welcome. James, it wasn't you, but your friend used the Lion King to woo a lady. This is incredible. Tell us what happened. Um, I, well, I believe that they were reacting what they'd seen on the stage. Yeah. They'd been out and they were just proving their masculinity. And I think it worked. <laughs> <laughs> the Lion King. Thank you. Pleasure. Kaki, you've wooed a, a girl with a song, some song lyrics. Tell us about the song. Glam. Yeah. I'm your man. And it worked, yeah? Is, yeah. And it just worked. You, you got the girl, yeah? Oh, that's right, yeah. Thanks, Kak here. Cheers. I'm your man. Michael, your husband, read some lyrics to you to woo you. Can you give us the, the song title? I only called to say I love you. Oh, I just called to say I love you, yeah. Stevie Wonder. Yeah, we were in the uh, Fox at Harpingdon. Oh, yeah. Uh, having a meal. Yeah. And well, you know, you feel a bit embarrassed at first, but it was lovely. So he just, he just sat there in front of you and he just started reading out the words to Stevie Wonder, I just called to say I love you. He did. Yeah. yeah. Was, it, was it a bit weird, though, because he wasn't actually calling you? No. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah. And it worked? It certainly did. It made you go a little bit weak at the knees, yeah? Well, more than that. <laughs> <laughs> you are a legend. Thank you, madam. That's quite all right. Excellent stuff, Justin. It turns out that there's a lot of romantic people out there, Giza. Lots of romance on the streets of Beds, Arts and Bugs. It's it's a very, very sticky place to walk. Now, 03459 555 is the uh, the old telephone number if you want to give us a call. Pamela's on the line. Morning, Pamela. Good morning. Ever used a song for your own personal advantage? Maybe to get someone into bed, into the house, maybe to get a new job, maybe to get a good mark at school. What happened to you? Well, my little seven-year-old came home and she said, Mummy, can I take a poem to school? And oh. I said, yes, certainly. I've got quite a few that I'd written. Oh. So off she went, forgot everything about it. And then about four weeks later, she came home and she said, Mum, I've had one of my, my poems. It's been put in a, a book. Oh. Said, can we buy it? And I said, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, that's great. Oh, I'm so proud. Anyway, the book came home. Uh, what page? Page 59. So I opened good page, it and I looked, the key I page. Thought, Mm, 59. Yeah. And I thought, hang on a minute. And it got my poem, aged seven. <laughs> oh! And was it that and you'd written this poem with your own fair hand, had you? With my own fair hand. And it had. It had... I, 
I thought it was very sophisticated. And I thought, well, that's a bit strange. Why would they put my poem in there with aged seven? Anyway, and was it your name or her name in there? It was her name. Oh, she's a little... She's, a, she's done a Raj. That's outrageous. It's completely outrageous. But I've still got the book, and I'm still very proud to say that I am a published author. Well, technically you're not. She is. Well, well this is it. But I said to her, you know, what, what, you know, you should have written your own. She said, well, I did. She said, I copied yours. They said all I had to do <laughs> was write a poem. Oh. Now, listen, I don't allow poetry on the radio. I think it's stinky, but... Could you recite any of the lines of that poem today that your daughter wrote? No, I can't. I'm so sorry. It, it, it was about prejudice. Oh. And it, it was very, very sophisticated for a seven-year-old. Thank you very much indeed. In many ways, it's good. Pamela, thank you. I, do you know what? I think that's a double whammy. I'm kind of suspecting that um, Pamela stole that from her daughter. She, she can't remember the lyrics. She can't. You remember the lyrics of every poem you've ever written, okay? And I, I think that that's a reverse um, stealing going on there. Ryan says, song lyrics to get a girl. Freak me by another level worked to charm in my early teens. <laughs> Freak is like a, that's a euphemism, yeah? Okay, right, okay. Be- barely a euphemism. Hey, we've sold about, hey, Mark, if you're, we, Mark, uh, Mark Mason, he owes us a few quid. We've sold about half a dozen books. Loads of people on Twitter going, yeah, ordered that. I'm having that. That's coming tomorrow. Well, I'm glad to help. Um, that's it, guys. Another day, another dollar. We're recording the podcast links after this. And then we're sticking around for a contractual obligation. We're being taught how to work the studio that doesn't work. Oh, it's going to be fun. Travel news for beds, cards and bugs. BBC Three Counties Radio. There are still delays on the A1 Great North Road approaching the Black Cat roundabout from the Kimbolston turn-off, and that's because of an accident earlier on at the roundabout. The A1 Ebb northbound's looking very busy at Junction 6, Welling Garden City, and that's possibly because of diversions and uh, queues on the M1 earlier. And the A10 into London's looking slow from the Baltimore Lane towards Southbury Road because of the roadworks at Carter Hatch Lane. Also, it's busy on Amersham Road in Beaconsfield because it's been partially blocked by a breakdown between Longbottom Lane and the A40 London Road. It's causing a queue back from Magpie Lane. And on the M25, it's very slow, anti-clockwise from Junction 18 for Chorleywood to 16 for the M40. Samantha Braff, BBC Three Counties Radio. Sammy, thank you very much indeed. That's it, that's your lot, guys. Don't forget, Kelly Betts is leaving at the end of the month. Sing hosannas. I mean, that's bad news. We are auditioning for new Kelly Betts. Kelly, just, just, just shout very loudly like a phrase or something that maybe people can be working on over the next 24 hours to... Um, player there we go you see guys that's that's your in if you can get that if you can get that then maybe you're onto something thank you kelly thank you Catherine. thank you just back tomorrow at six till then from us tata local and vocal across beds hearts and bucks this is bbc three counties radio sup player Thank you, Ian. Good morning. Welcome to the JVS Show. I'm Jonathan Vernon-Smith. It's Thursday, it's nine o'clock, and on today's big phone-in, are the police winning the war against antisocial dirt bike riders where you live? 
The Chief Inspector for Community Policing in central Bedfordshire has told BBC Three Counties Radio they may be winning the war against anti-social dirt bike and mini-moto riders. Gavin Hughes-Rowlands has told Ian Lee a recent impact operation saw the force removing vehicles from anti-social offenders. Meanwhile, the Metropolitan Police have been accused of going soft on anti-social riding as they won't always chase offenders without helmets in case the pursuit ends in a serious accident. Locally, the Police Federation say riders are exploiting health and safety concerns by choosing to ride without any head protection here in Beds, Hearts and Bucks. Well, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Are the police winning the war against antisocial dirt bike riders where you live? Here's my telephone number for your call, for your story, for your experience. It's 03459 455 555. This is the JVS Show on BBC Three Counties Radio. I'll take your call in just a second, but first let's get the latest BBC News at nine o'clock. Here's Simon Oxley. The headlines, Tesco sells off land for St Albans supermarket, former Hertfordshire police officer facing jail sentence and family criticised lack of school places in Bedfordshire. BBC Three Counties Radio. Britain's largest retailer, Hertfordshire-based Tesco, has announced it's abandoning 14 proposed sites for supermarkets and selling the land for housing for 200 50 million pounds. The sites are across London and the South East and include a site on London Road in St Albans. Here's the BBC's business editor Carmel Ahmed. Tesco has sent a fresh signal that the endless space race to build more supermarkets is over. Senior sources close to the business have told me that up to 10,000 homes could be built on the 14 sites which have been sold for 250 million pounds. The sites are across London and the South East of England as well as one in Bath lucrative areas where the building of much-needed homes could bring considerable profits. They are part of nearly 50 projects Tesco said it was abandoning earlier this year, many of which are now derelict and remain unsold. A retired Hertfordshire policeman has been told to expect a prison sentence after being found guilty of sexually abusing a young girl 45 years ago. St Albans Crown Court heard that John Peck, now 80, started a relationship with the victim in Welling Garden City when she was aged 14 and he was 34. The victim, now 60, only came forward in 2013 after seeing news reports about the Jimmy Savile scandal. The Education Secretary, Nicky Morgan, is expected to approve the first new grammar school site for 50 years. The school will open in Kent. It will get round a law against new grammar schools by operating as an annex of an existing school. A family who moved to Stockfold in Bedfordshire say they're being left with no option but to homeschool their five-year-old because she's too young to go in a taxi on her own to the nearest school which has spaces. Central Bedfordshire Council say 225 new lower school places have been created in Stockfold in the last year and it's secured land to build a new school ahead of more homes being built. But Dad Owen Andrew says the town can't cope. We are now aware of a new development that's been proposed that is in fact going up right behind our house um, and that's awaiting planning permission. There's a big protest against this, and one of the things, one of the reasons against it is because of the infrastructure of uh, Stockfold that can't support any more homes as it is at the moment. And this is one, 